What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. Let's go. We made it to hump day. Do the humpy dance. We made it to Wednesday. Do y'all feel different when your Wednesday comes? Monday and Tuesday be like, yo. Like you entering into the portal. Then by Wednesday, you and your groove. Don't disturb this groove. My singing voice ain't ready today. But today, Coach Gang. And that's you. We got a great show today, man. This is the Blue Chip Mindset Series, despite the fact that you see a celebrity and a professional athlete and an entertainer on your thumbnail. We're going to discuss that because that's a point that I made this week. And I just wanted to hammer that home. I just wanted to hammer it home. It's a very, very important point that a lot of us have to reconcile about the world in here. Listen, new, 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 new world order. Coach Adama's been telling you guys and you young brothers, man, you better listen up to your favorite uncle or the dad you never had or all of that stuff. Your granddaddy, whoever I am. Y'all better listen up. The blue chip mindset is the real deal. This is where we keep our money on our mind and our mind on our money. And we put things into proper perspective. We got a great show today. Obviously, the main event of our show, one of the main events is going to, well, the LaMelo Ball is going to be second main event. All right, that's going to be, got a double main event. All right, double main event today, LaMelo Ball. His girlfriend is a Dubai porta potty Did I not tell you about these Instagram influencers? Did I not tell you about these Instagram influencers? We're going to have a hard, hard conversation about this, and we talked about this last night reconciling who is who in the landscape of women. As a matter of fact, one of the stories we're going to talk about is the girls who label themselves pretty girls. And I use that term loosely. They're going in on plain Janes. Another conversation that coach Greg Adams has had with you guys. This is all putting things in proper perspective. Once you figure out this, this is the cheat code to life. These are one of the cheat codes. I'm giving y'all some real cheat codes. Okay. I, I'm really giving y'all some really cheat codes. Now, some people will try to argue mythology with me and say no nah, no nah, that's not how it is Sean yo hunt yo Sean yo man yo bruh yo done yo man yo alpha yo they'll try to argue this mythology with me oh this game you don't understand no I try to argue it but CGA is the only one telling you the truth over here with that being said the second main event is the truth about home ownership you know that I have a very very stark opinion with a lot of people related to home ownership but we're going to lay out the hardcore truth about home ownership in the last 75 to 100 years yes we're going to blame the baby boomers the baby boomers did us in once again the baby boomers <laughs> goodness what about those baby boomers i tell you man they've been taking fat l's in the last what five years they've been getting hammered <laughs> they've been getting hammered Baby boomers, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to pick on them all the time. I feel bad, you know what I mean? Because my mom's a boomer. And I know boomers. I know boomers. They cool. But baby boomers, they, you know what I mean? Baby boomers, they had great ideas. You know what I mean? They just had fantastic ideas. They had great ideas about life and what life could be. And they were highly controlled by propaganda, media. You know what I mean? Walter Cronkite, Dan Rather, Rachel Maddows. You know what I mean? The New York Times, they just, oh. You know, look at this newspaper. Here you go. Newspaper. They have it all in there. You know what I mean? They were the original. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> boomers, boomers were afraid of everything as long as Dan Rather said it. Dan Rather said. <laughs> Tom Brokaw ass watching ass boomers. They couldn't wait. 
They could not wait to turn on Tom Brokaw, 6 o'clock, turning that chip. You know what I mean? And your TV thing, they take out the pliers. Your TV thing break off, your little channel turner. Peter Jennings watching that. Y'all crazy. They get their little pliers and turn that channel. Peter Jennings is on at 6 p.m. He's going to tell us everything we need to know. <laughs> oh, boomers. Well, the boomers thought it would be a good idea to turn housing into an investment vehicle. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, I, I'm going to tell you the hardcore truth about it. Listen, I love real estate. I love ownership. And I love all of those things less. But people are going to get their panties in a bunch. And this is a great way to divide the audience. But as, as I tell you once and again, this is a general perspective. We're talking about ham and eggers here. We're talking about normies, knuckle draggers, mouth breathers, oxygen thieves. Okay, NPCs, bots. This is who we're talking about. And everybody tends to want to argue with me on this one. But you got to remember, you're talking about bots. What typically is going to happen versus what could happen? Well, coach, what you could do is you could get a house and then you could do this. And we're going to hear about all of that. Trust me, they're not even here yet. What we could, we, what you should do is you should put your money and pay the, uh, you should pay the interest only loan, get a five year, one adjustable rate, uh, adjustable rate mortgage. And then you can take the money that you save in the principal, put it in a money market account, a money market account where it generates 12% interest. And then when the arm uh, expires, and you get the bubble payment, the balloon payment, then what happens is you've actually saved the extra money in your money market, market account. And then when you do, you're going to hear all of that shit where they take your ass and skip you 50 steps where you got to get it and execute it perfectly for it to work. The market's got to be good. You know what I mean? Everything's got to be ironed out. That's baby boomers. You know what I mean? Baby boomers right now, they got their ass torn up in two different recessions. Okay, two different recessions. Okay, he says you got to get an LLC, right? Here we go. <clears throat> yeah, they done lost two houses. Baby boomers that home own, own homes either lost two houses or they got stuck in a house. So anyway, we're going to talk about home ownership and some hardcore truths. Yes, there can be some things that doesn't apply to everyone. Some of you guys live somewhere in Topeka, Kansas, and you're totally fine. You paid off your house. You know what I mean? You're in Topeka, Kansas. Tornadoes tear your ass up. It thunderstorms in the summer. It rains cats and dogs. You know what I mean? In the winter, it snowstorms. And you're going to tell me how fabulous it is that you paid off your house in Topeka, Kansas. And I'm going to be like, listen. <laughs> we weren't talking about you. You know what I mean? You in Tulsa, Oklahoma, living the good life. Oh, I'm in Tulsa. They don't tell me where the wind blows 260 days a year. Oh, fantastic. Wow. Your home liable to be turned into splinters at any second. Oh, good. Thank you. Oh, you paid off your house. Huh? Fantastic. All right. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Shout out to UBS. We're going to talk about the hardcore truth because that's the blue chip mindset. Anyway, to contribute to today's show. To contribute to today's show, dollar sign CGA live on the Cash App, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, and on PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live stream, the live chat on the Notor no, on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And also, you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. And brothers are super chatting like crazy. Like crazy. Oh, boy. I appreciate the earlier contributions. And we're going to get into that today. But you see the subject matter scrolling across your screen. You can attend the show as you see fit. 
based on the subject matter that you want to talk about. All right. Or you want to hear. Okay. With that further ado, let's get to the earlier contributors to the day show. Kodak White. He says, give the bell to Richard gold digging ass mama in the building. Hold on for a second. My daughter, Richard and I, <laughs> right? I don't know if it's my, when you hear that, is it my daughter, comma, Richard, comma, and I, or without a comma, or is it my daughter named Richard? All right. I'm always confused by that. I'm really curious as if she got a friend, a male friend, or her boyfriend, her reading rainbow hairdresser, who is Richard? And if the daughter's name is Richard, it is a skit. Oh, by the way, that's a skit. It, it is legitimately a skit. I think it's my daughter, comma, Richard. All right. Anyway, shout out to Big Doe Butter. He says they are all for the streets. What happened to my sound effect? In these streets. Oh, my sound effect wasn't working. Somebody says she named the daughter after my ex. Somebody super chatted that the other day. That they found out that their ex-girlfriend named their child after him. Boy, oh boy. Shout out to LaWar Moore. Coach, my mindset is sort of like the Bloods and the Crips. Red pill and the blue chips in the building. We winning out here. Yes, indeed. We getting them dubs. We will grift here in a second, by the way. Shout out to ETC Ready to Work. Good morning, Coach and the Coach Gang. I'm reading Outwitting the Devil and It's a Beast. Thanks for suggesting. Read, men. Read a free agent lifestyle for life. Hey. You know, brothers don't read. Brothers don't read. You know, people are like, you should write a book. <laughs> I was like, are you going to read it? Nope. People have been watching me for a long time. Ain't read a little pamphlet that I put out. All right. But, oh, man, brothers need to read for real. All right. But, you know, read just enough. Simon Small, shout out to the Blue Chippers in the building. Donation to the gospel of the free agent lifestyle. We in here winning. Thank you for being here, Simon Small, again. The Dictator, Coach's assessment on the black community I played out in an interview with Coach Prime and Shay. Sharp, Shannon Sharp, that's Shay, okay, yes, Club Shay Shay, right? And he says, all things Prime did, and he's still a no-good sellout, Uncle Town. Boot licking. <laughs> I told y'all a long time ago, the goal of the community is to get out, not to repair it. It's to get out. That's the goal, unfortunately. I mean, I know this isn't, this isn't things that you would expect a brother like that looks like me to say, but it's a hard truth. It is not to save it. It is not to repair it. It is not to remodel it. It is not to invest in it. Your job is to get the hell out of there. Look, look. Yeah. Wake up early in the morning and get the hell up out of there. Listen. I've seen too many people try to go and help. They try to go back and help. And all they got at best was a bullet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Blame. Uh, unreasonable expectations. They wanted them to be the black Superman. I mean, absolutely reprehensible mindset. Even Deion Sanders. See, I be watching from afar. I'm watching from afar because y'all be like, y'all need to do this. And what you need to do is go down and talk to the black people. Down and I ain't no, 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 no. What you want me to pull up in the 9-11? I'd be liable to get carjacked. Then when they put that white sheet over me, they step over my cold, dead body. And I might get one mural around here. But I'm watching Deion Sanders. That's another example of people putting unreasonable expectations on one person. Okay. Like he was supposed to stay there. I mean, we, we're not going to talk about it, but he was supposed to stay there at Jackson State. Like, mm. I mean, everybody that's in the coaching profession knows that that is just dumb. It's dumb. And they're like, well, somebody even said this. Jackson State trying to leave the SWAC and go to a bigger uh, conference. I'm, I'm like, dude, when I heard that, I don't know if that person was quoting someone or they were suggesting it. 
But when I heard that shit, I was like, do you know how college sports work? <laughs> college sports don't work like that. Where they take a, a team that's a historic, first of all, there's no, as far as I know, there's no historically bad colleges that are in a part of another conference other than the SWAC and the MEAC, Division One. None of them go to another conference. Like, none of them are going to go to the Sun Belt or the Atlantic Sun. or It doesn't happen. That's number one. Number two, what about the other sports? Okay, Jackson State's football team is 12-0, and 0, or they just lost the bowl game. So they're good. What about the bas- What about the women's basketball team? What about the tennis team? They ain't going to be able to compete with them other schools. They're going to get their ass handed to them. Right. So anyway, plus there's conference uh, things you have to qualify to get into a conference. I mean, the stuff that I was hearing about what they were trying to do, it was just dumb. It was dumb. I mean, look, I knew he was going to be in and out of there swiftly. And it's sad that he got the treatment that he got on the way out. But that should be an indicator to you. It shouldn't be as something that you argue. Oh, well, he should have didn't. What you should do, look at it as an indicator. Okay, I'm not even Deion Sanders. And if I'm trying to help and I you know, I I fall short. How are they going to treat me? I'll tell you how they're going to treat you. Yeah. Somebody says a lot goes off the enrollment of the school. How big is the school? How much money does the school have? I mean, there's a lot television contracts, please. But when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, dude, y'all be smoking crack when y'all talking about these uh, situations. They just don't happen that way. This is big business. This isn't some shit that you just want to do. This is, this is big business. Jay Flo, shout out. He says, R.I.P. to Franco Harris in the Immaculate Reception. R.I.P. to Franco Harris. Uh, I was just watching something on the Immaculate Reception yesterday because it was the anniversary on Sunday, the 23rd, whatever, the or it's coming up. The anniversary of it is coming up this week. And oddly enough, the Raiders play the Steelers this weekend. So I would assume Franco Harris would have been in attendance at the game if he was in good health. And obviously he wasn't because he expired last night or early this morning. So rest in peace to Franco Harris and what the Raiders fans call the immaculate deception. But that's neither here nor there. We started off two dynasties if you're a Raiders fan. All right, that dynasty we started off was the Pittsburgh Steelers. After that immaculate reception game, Pittsburgh won four Super Bowls. After the tuck rule game with the New England Patriots, the Patriots won six Super Bowls. So the Raiders probably have what? 13 Super Bowls? Yes, I'm salty. Yes, I'm salty. You know what I mean? When I talk about the Raiders, you know, all I get emotional. I have to get emotional about some things. You know, leave it to me. I'm I'm blue-pilled about the Raiders, you know. Mm. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm not a perfect guy. I'm blue-pilled about the Raiders. So leave it there. You know, let me let me have that one. Let me have let me have that. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> He said the bath ain't bathing. All right. Hey, okay, five. Five Super Bowls. Give me a couple. Give me a couple. We at least would have had five. All right, let me stop. All right, where we at? <laughs> Danny in the building. He's <laughs> he says, wait a minute. Right, why do I do that on you? But nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows who you are. Any advice on uh on PPT management, property management? Um to rent out a house any ideas yes how about we get to that when we get to that but i appreciate it property managing 
uh, companies, property ma management companies. We're, we'll talk about a little bit of what I know related to fees and property management and how much the reality of how much you can make as a real estate investor. I know everybody's like, I want to get into real estate. As soon as I hear that, all I hear is, bark, 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 bark. Soon as I hear that, the guy, by the way, just qualify myself. I'm someone who hung around millionaires, lived in really exclusive communities. Some of the wealthiest zip codes there are. Some of these people were my clients. I work very closely with them. I happen to be broke right now and I don't have any job or income at the moment, but I have a millionaire mindset. <laughs> All right. With that being said, I also have a real estate license and uh, I worked in real estate, also worked in the, uh, industry of college athletics and fitness training owned and operated my own business successful at that point it was a six-figure training business and whatnot ran that successfully built it from the ground up built it from one client on so that's just the qualifiers here now with that being said people that talk about real estate getting into real estate all i hear is that's all i hear i'm like oh shit here we go all right what give me your real estate dreams Somebody says you don't have to be a realtor to be a real estate investor. You don't. Absolutely not. But either way, people are not. People listen to pipe dream. People listen to people selling pipe dreams. And then they want to get into real estate because they see the money. But the problem I is if you did simple math. You know what I mean? I suck at math. Somebody says real estate can be great. Remember, I want you to listen. Um, and shout out to these people. I'm not taking shots at them. I want you to listen to what people respond when I talk about real estate. They're always going to use the words can, could, should, would, and so forth. They will never use will. They will never use certain to be. It's always going to be, it could work out. Of course, it could work out. I can bang a model tonight. <laughs> I can bang a model tonight. Real estate. You don't have to be a realtor to be a real estate agent. Yes, I want to hear is. I want to hear certain to. I want to hear it's a slam dunk. And the fact that it's not a slam dunk and mostly it most likely is not going to work. Trust me, I've seen a lot of people get real estate license. I've seen a lot of people become real estate investors and they lose their ass. But people are going to get salty about this commentary. They're going to get salty and they're going to use a lot of things like could, should, would, and you don't have to, and it doesn't have to be, and you could do that. Mm. <laughs> Trust me, you're going to hear that, and I'm going to see it, and I'm going to respond to it, and I'm going to be like, here we go. I've seen a lot of people get come in with delusions of grandeur getting into any real estate market, anytime. I don't care what side of real estate you get in. As a realtor, as a mortgage professional, as an investor, people come in with the big, dollar sign eyes thinking that they're going to be Scrooge McDuck swimming in money. And they ultimately, I've seen people own a portfolio of 10 properties and get their clock clean. Yeah. Invest with no money ass real estate people. Oh my God. I've seen people get their ass handed to them in real estate. And if you get your ass handed to it, to you in real estate, it is a tough recovery. It's a tough recovery. I've seen a lot of scammers and swindlers as well in that industry. So, yes, what I'm saying is when we get to that point, people are going to get their panties in a bunch. But we're going to show you what really is the reality, what people forget. You listen to people and maybe like a Grant Cardone and shout out to him. And you're like, oh, OK, this is my philosophy. But, the, but, but there's stuff you don't know. There's stuff you don't know. 
And sometimes people only tell you the truth. Let me give you another comparison about it. Oh, are we talking about? Oh, no, no. Let me give you another comparison. It's like people who talk about gambling. People who talk about gambling. You'll run across somebody and they'll say, I make, I, there's a video out there. I make $4 million in two weeks gambling. Now, you know good and damn well. <laughs> there's some information they're missing. So eventually what they're going to show me is they hit a couple of parlays and they got a couple of underdogs to win some games. That's what you're going to see. You're going to see that shit. Like I hit a couple of parlays and look at me. I'm winning. Oh, shit. Look at that. I got that. I hit that. I got this underdog. I picked that. I picked that. The truth about gambling and prognosticators is that they basically can tell people they split the audience. They tell these people how successful they are. They tell these people how successful they could be. And then they basically wait for the results. And then the half of the audience that actually gets to be able to, you know what I mean? The result happens. The game happens. And then this half of the audience thinks you're a genius. This half of the audience loses faith, but that's no problem. You still just focus on the people who think you're a genius. Dude, it's all a trick. It's all it's all three-card money. Real estate, same thing. Three-card money and a bunch of possibilities. It's <laughs> all right. You will literally, hold on for a second. Somebody, see, look, look. Sit, what? Somebody, somebody spamming. What is going on in there? <laughs> Put your ass in time out. He trying to market. He trying to market in here. But this is a number game, guys. There's a lot of three-card money around here. There's no shortcuts. What I want you to do is there's no shortcuts in here related to any market. You're going to have to have discipline, knowledge, information, be ready to take risks and sacrifices, and at the end of the day, you got to be able to wait it out so that it works. Most of this shit that you're going to hear is going to be opposite to that. You're going to hear, boom, you get in and you just do this. You just sign right here and then you're going to win. You're not. Nope. You're going to get your ass handed to you. Trust me. And I'm, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. You're going to get your ass handed to you. I've seen too many people. People act like I haven't seen anything in the world. I've been here 47 years and I have been around the world and I, I, I. There's not many things that have been hidden from me. I've seen it in practical, real time. I've seen real estate agents come in fresh off their license. I'm about to make it rich. Six months later, they out of there. Out. I've seen real estate investors. And here's the math. Here's the math. Yeah, somebody, here's the math. Count how much your mortgage is versus how much you're going to be able to rent. And then count that up. What is the difference? Multiply that by 12. That is your gross. Then take out maintenance. Then take out your uh, take out your property manager fee. Then take out all of this shit. If the difference is going to be a net gain of 200 to 500 bucks, which that's going to be in most places in America, then you times that, okay, 200 to 500 a month, times that by whatever you think your monthly profit should be in owning real estate. Then, and it's probably not going to be two properties. Because you just made a thousand bucks passive. And it's not passive, by the way. But you just made a thousand bucks. Is that your dream? Probably not. So what are you going to need? 30, 40, 50 properties, a portfolio. You're going to need a portfolio to just clear five, five grand. Come on, man. It is what it is. And the portfolio is the true value, not the, the passive income. And your ass going to be working 
Your ass going to be working. Oh, you're going to be working. You're going to be painting rooms to save a hundred bucks. Oh, you're going to be replacing water heaters. Oh, yeah. And did we talk about what the maintenance cost is per square foot per home? We didn't. We didn't. You got to budget $1 per month, $1 per square foot per month for just simple maintenance. Nobody ever tells you this shit. Oh, real estate can be a great investment. Nobody tells you this. I'm the one that tells you this because I've seen people do it and they think they're going to make money and then they want to start saving money. Then they're putting the floors in because Hector wants to charge you and your subcontractor wants to charge you an X amount of dollars. All oh, my subcontractor trying to get over on me. So now you laying down vinyl floors. Mm. Man, you don't, don't try to get one over on me. I'm not the dummy. People be thinking I'm dumb. <laughs> this is a real game and it's going to take real ass work. You don't clear much profit in many municipalities, maybe California, maybe New York, Miami, but on rental properties, you're in Topeka, Kansas. You're not clearing a thousand, two thousand dollars extra a month on one rental property. You're not. You're, you're just not going to do it. You might clear two hundred bucks by the end of the each month. Times that by twelve. Where you at? Twenty four hundred. Okay, you got twenty four hundred. Is that your dream? Twenty four hundred for the year. Is that your dream? And you didn't even count how, taking out for. You didn't even. <laughs> you didn't even count trying to find renters for your property. You didn't count when your renter damaged your property and the deposit didn't cover it. Oh, shit, dude. There's a whole bunch of stuff here. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Are you ready for this conversation? Oh, yeah. We didn't count them property taxes, did we? Did we count the property taxes per year? No. Nope. Oh, we didn't count them, did we? You better have a spreadsheet. I have a spreadsheet for this. You better have a spreadsheet about how real real estate is. Because it could be good, but if you got to be a hustler, it is not sit down and just passively collect money. All right. And then you got to make sure that the renters pay their rent. Uh-oh. The renters got to pay their rent. Oh, yes. What if they don't pay their rent? See? <laughs> oh, they didn't pay their rent this month. What, what's going to happen now? Or what if you the mover moves out, nobody moves in for six months? What happens then? Because that happens. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all not ready. This is the hardcore truths and reality about these situations. This is why we do this. So I can give you the people who are trying to sell you the dream, like people that tell you to just run game and you're going to win. Then I take the dream away and I pop the bubble and I bring your ass back right down two feet to earth. And I say, did you think about this? Did you think about this? Did you think about this? What about to sell the house? Oh, now you want to sell your house mm, in a bad market. Uh-oh. Oh, by, by the way, you will need a, an attorney. You're going to need an attorney. You're going to need an attorney for eviction, property disputes. What if your tenant injures? What if your kid, you're going to need an attorney. Oh, attorney free fees. What are attorney fees? You're going to need attorneys when you have property. Oh, boy. Let's get in here. <laughs> You're going to need also somebody who can break legs and threaten people to break fingertips. Yeah, you don't need them to threaten the people to pay you your rent. That single mother. Oh, you moved a single mother in because you had a good heart? Well, that backfired on you, didn't it? <laughs> 
All right. Anyway, you better hope there's oil on your property. Let's get into uh, <laughs> let's get into the first story, and I'll come back to the earlier contrib contributors here. Where we got here, the dangers of being a pro athlete. This is a good one. This is still blue chip mindset. Let's talk about this story. I don't know if you guys have heard. This is a weird story. All right. And then we'll do a moment to Griffin. Then we'll come back. There's a pro athlete. We always talk about the pro athletes as a Tyrone, high value targets and so forth and so on. They get all the ladies and whatnot. But there's also ugly sides to being a pro athlete. I don't know about this individual, but it seems that he's got a couple of lawsuits pending. When you become a pro athlete, yes, people will look at you as a target. We will talk about that. But these lawsuits uh, from this person named Xavion Howard, he's got two lawsuits in three months, one over the herb dirt. One over the herb dirt. Here we go. Give me give me one second. Uh, people are really stuck. I, look at my look at my audience here. I thought real estate was one of the foundations of wealth. Guys, dude, I, I tell you, people, y'all got to really do your own research. I can't tell you everything. It is real estate. Okay, listen. What does real estate mean? Does that mean a house? Does that mean a single home ownership? Does that mean property, owning properties? It does not. And I've already told you this many times, and it seems that men don't listen. Real estate does not mean a house. Real estate can be land. Real estate can be a house. Real estate can be commercial property. Real estate can be a REIT, real estate investment trust. There's various ways to own real estate. It can be a laundromat. It can be a strip mall. It can be a mall. It can be an apartment complex. Do you understand? Now, I'm talking about home ownership. And everybody gets their panties in a bunch. That is not the only way to own real estate. Let's get back to the show. It could be a strip club. It could be anything, commercial property, industrial. The, the sky's the limit. But you guys get stuck on me when I say home ownership and you think I'm attacking real estate. That's false. Do your own research. Let's go back. People get so distracted. McDonald's is the biggest real estate company there is. And they sell burgers and you thought it was a restaurant, but they're a real estate company. Put it all together. Let's go back. The dangers of being a pro athlete. Wow. Calm down. Real estate is one of those things that people get. Oh, what do you mean? No, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, man, I swear. Let's go back late last week, and we're going back to Xavier Howard. Back to herpes. <laughs> late last week, mere hours before the Miami Dolphin boarded their charter flight to Buffalo for the Saturday's game against the Bills, cornerback Xavier Howard was served with a lawsuit by his former fiance and mother of his three children. That suit filed in Broward County, Florida, is currently sealed for privacy reasons, which that's fast. I love it. All right. It is the second suit filed in the three months, in the last three months for Howard and his legal team at Brad, uh, Brad, 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 son, Brad, son law. I don't know. Howard was also sued in October for negligent transmission of genital herp derp and intentional infliction 
of emotional distress by a woman identified as court docs as Jane Doe. Wow. This is embarrassing. But this also comes with the risk of promiscuity, as I've been trying to warn you. A source told OutKick the process for both cases could extend to 2024 and beyond if they go to trial. A settlement in this case is obviously a possibility. Possibility. But no formal settlement discuss, discussions have begun on the second of the two suits. The one is curious because it alleges three incidents from late 2019 through spring of 2020. In those cases, Howard and his children's mother apparently became physical with each other. Here we go again. Police arrested Howard on December 29, 2019. Wow. I've done some dumb things. I'll do dumb things again. The Davy police report from the time states, well, wait, from that time states that an argument between Howard and his girlfriend stemmed from a recent purchase of a purse at a store that wasn't disclosed to her. So he bought a purse, a bag for somebody, and she found out. But girl, you're the girlfriend. You're not the wife. So what's the problem? <laughs> okay, let's get into it. Says a dolphin source told Outkick it was not disclosed because the purse was for another woman. That led to this particular argument. Another dolphin source said in 2020, the team physical with Howard first. Again, some things that we prove here. These are all things that we talk about and educate you about, gentlemen. The instigation of domestic violation situations tends to be on the woman's side. Then she perpetrates or perpetrates a fraud and says that she's the victim. She starts that shit and then there will be some shit. That's basically what happens. Or as we used to say, talk shit, get hit. That's basically what happens. Police said that December 29th incident became physical. However, allegedly, it says Howard allegedly grabbed the victim's arms and pushed her against a glass wall in their bedroom hallway. <laughs> wait, wait. I don't laugh at domestic violation, but this is ridiculous. Okay, wait. You confronted him. You got in his face. You talk shit, and then he grabbed your arm to get, up, get you away from him and pushed you against the glass wall and told you, don't start no shit, won't be no shit. And you called the police? A glass wall? <laughs> Y'all brothers, man, what is going on? He pushed me. Wait a minute. I pushed you away from me? <laughs> That's just two way to look at shit. Assault and battery suit after no prosecution. Oh, of course. Okay. So whatever the truth, Broward County prosecutors declined to prosecute because the victim later refused to cooperate. Here we go. It doesn't happen to everybody. Same thing when I get to the real estate. Not everybody loses their ass, coach. Here it is. So she filed the charges. The charges were filed. Then when the case came, she didn't cooperate with the authorities and she refused to testify. Now she's suing him in court. <laughs> she signed an affidavit of non-prosecution because she didn't wish to proceed. She also told prosecutors she didn't fear for her safety, the state attorney's office said at the time. The Dolphins in the NFL investigated the incident and monitored the legal proceedings, and they took no action against Howard. 
And then his attorney is well-known Southern Florida attorney who famously got his clients. Uh, who cares about all that? Uh, but there's a two pimp. Uh, there's a one point two billion dollar settlement in the Surfside condominium collapse. All right, there's real estate for you again. Okay, and um, it says right here the plaintiff's previous lawyer made. Okay, who cares about all that? All right, where's the herp dirt? Okay, we didn't get the herp dirt information. All right, so well, as far as we know, this is what happens when you become famous, and we're gonna get to that. I'm gonna share a story about Ice Cube. Um, what people think about when they're gonna get to the top, they want to be successful. What you don't think about is you become a target. You become a target for people who are close to you. Remember, proximity is a big indicator of people who are going to target you. How close are they? Most likely, people who you invite into your life. Family. Family are highly likely, or homeboys are highly likely to do something against you as opposed to a complete stranger. Not only that, the last one, people who look like you. This is the blue chip mindset. People who look like you are highly likely to do something and target you once you become successful. This just is the truth. Yeah, you could be assaulted by an assailant that doesn't know you. That is completely random. Statistically tells me or statistics tell me that is not true. Many times it's a family member, an extended family member, a close friend, someone from your race or ethnicity or religion, somebody in your neighborhood. This is the blue chip mindset. This is why we teach you these things. Yeah, you could get assaulted and carjacked by a random stranger. That is rare. It's rare. Just like this is rare as you guys becoming rich off real estate. <laughs> Somebody said or a simp. That's a close proximity. Okay, we got uh, we got some contributions, man. Y'all y'all lit up today. Y'all lit up today. Crabbing a barrel or a bucket is real. It's a real thing. It's real in the field, and you better protect yourself and insulate yourself from this, or you're going to get hurt. Nobody move, nobody get hurt. Shout out to Floyd. He says, real estate is the biggest, quote, all you just got to do, quote, unquote, industry. It's the biggest one. Well, all you got to do is, and it sounds so simple. Trust me, it is not. If real estate was simple, and I'll get to back to your thing. If real estate was simple, why does it have 400 pages, 250 pages worth of documents just to buy one property? Why? Because there's going to be lawsuits flying. <laughs> That's why it's going to be. People don't want to get sued. And he said, it's the biggest. All you just got to do is industry. He says, I've been an agent for over seven years and everything seems easy until the market crashes. That separates the real from the fakes. So you better have excess money because the market is going to crash at some point. If you are an investor, unless you get in after a recession and before the next crash and you make your money, you flip. And you get the hell out of there, right? But if you're going to hold long, which you should, you're going to hold long, you're going to experience at least one crash, maybe two. What are you going to do? You better prepare for this, man. I, this We don't sell you pipe dreams over here. All you got to do is, anytime a person says, all you have to do is, this is what you should do. All you got to do, uh, it's simple. It's simple. Well, I don't understand. All you got to do is, as soon as you hear that shit, run. Trust me. Get out of there. They're lying to you. They're not. By the way, most people who own property will never tell you the truth about anything related to their property or mortgage. I'm going to say that again. People who have properties, not even own property, people that have some sort of real estate, 
especially when it comes to homes, when it comes to single family residences, they will not tell you the truth about anything related to that home or the mortgage. They will freaking lie to you like crazy. Meanwhile, they in deep and dead into their eyeballs. They'll tell you they almost going to pay their house off. They got a dream. They're that close to paying down the mortgage. They'll tell you all kind of goofy ass shit. They won't tell you they got screws swindled. They won't tell you that they are they had an adjustable rate mortgage. They don't tell you that they're facing foreclosure. They don't tell you that they got sued. They don't tell you that they're a renter. They actually rent the property. It's easy to find out now. You just go online. <laughs> you just got the address and go on Zillow. You'll find out real quick. They won't tell you any of that shit. They won't tell you, yep, they got mold and the foundation. They don't tell you they got termites. Termites are going to be, termites are part of the job. They won't tell you any of that shit. They won't tell you nothing. They'll just act like, oh, pie in the sky, I'll just happy. New. If you've ever worked in mortgage or real estate, you know these people are on thin ice. Many people on thin ass ice in their property. When they sit down and meet with their mortgage guy and they want to refinance, and they credit is fucked up. That's many of your neighbors. Matter of fact, they won't even tell you that they're behind on their mortgage. They won't even tell you that they're behind on their mortgage months. And they'll be behind months on their mortgage. They won't say shit. And they'll tell you to buy a house in the neighborhood. So be ready for this, dude. I'm telling y'all some honest to God truth. I worked in mortgage. I worked in real estate. I've seen it. I talked to investors. I knew investors. I knew flippers. I knew sub. I know people in that industry. They got nightmare ass stories, and when you go and sell, they want to go and sell that home. They're like, "I'm going to go sell my home." They can't sell the mother sucker because they never re uh, uh, renovated the place. They never renovated it, which is a mistake. And we'll talk about the real true cost of renovations. Give you a reality. They never renovated it, meaning, um, you know, uh, people's. Trends in real estate are a big deal. So if you put your house on the market and it's 10 years, 20 years dated, everybody that literally comes in and looks at that property is going to realize they got to put extra money into that house when they buy it or they got to keep it as is, which is going to be a mistake when they want to sell it. So they'll be like, oh, the outside of my house looks great. You go on the inside and that shit look like 1986. Mm. <laughs> They'd be like, this is retro. And you're like, oh, my God, what kind of floor plan is this? What in the world? Why in the world is this? Trust me, man, I didn't see some crazy shit going on. And uh, people be like, well, you know, all you got to do is, oh, boy. All right. Ty Real, thanks for dropping gems. Please keep fighting the you know who. New, 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 new world order. Real, real, real. Okay, what do we got? Eddie says, I had a director. At my job, compliment me on the hard, I believe, on the hard work you meant, on the hard work I've been doing. She even told me that the SVP and the VP and some managers noticed the work that I've done and said good things about me. Focusing on my career. So I could focus on my career. Instead of peace leave, made this possible. Thanks, coach. When you get, when it starts working, when it starts working, you cannot look back. My friend, uh, Macaroni Tony says, let that septic tank go out. <laughs> Or an underground pipe burst, and you'll find out who really loves home ownership. Facts. Facts. You guys, I mean, people buy homes acting like nothing gonna go wrong. Guys, roof, septic tank, water heater. I mean, <laughs> you get a uh, you get a really cold winter. 
and this isn't no pipe dream shit. Austin really had Austin and Houston recently in the last two or three years had some really cold winters. And a lot of people got bursted pipes. If you get a pipe burst, if you get a pipe burst, you're going to be effed up. <laughs> you're going to really, do you like real estate now? But if you have a property that's vacant, pipes burst in the cold winter. You ain't in there and know it that it bursted. It happens all the time. People have um second uh, properties, third properties in Lake Tahoe. They don't winterize their house. They go back to California. It gets cold as hell in Tahoe. They don't know their pipes burst. They don't know a bear's broken in. They don't know shit because they sitting in California. Then they go back up to see their property or they get that emergency call. You need to come up to Tahoe and come check on your house. <laughs> Fuck. You better have money in your bank account. Most people do not have money in your bank account. Where are we at? Guys, I've seen all these things. Listen, this is just what it is. Wow. It's a, it's a really cold, cold world out there. And many people who own, you know, they're you're just trying to get your feet wet. You don't know. And then when you find out, you're like, how much does a roof cost? Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? you like, your rent's due, motherfucker. Oh, we got some brothers in here on PayPal. Thank you. We got uh, Paris Francais. Last night's stream was great. Remind me of a comic book. Reminds me of a comic book and a movie called Surrogates. Looking forward to CGA's free agent mind style, lifestyle blue chip mindset. Thank you, man. And we got a sponsor for the day. Yeah. I'm rich, sponsor is, I don't know if I can say your name. Let me see here. Oh, yep. It's OMG Entertainment in the building. OMG Entertainer or Mr. OMG. Shout out to the blue chip mindset. Family, home ownership is a double-edged sword, and I like to present it as such. Unless you select a multifamily property or do Airbnb that brings in top rents from great tenants, from great tenants, it will be a liability to you, but not as much as IG models and women in general. Understanding the maintenance costs of owning a home in uh, as location is key, which these are the things we're going to bless you with. You're going to hear a lot of doom and gloom, but we're also telling you solutions in it. And that's one solution. When you understand the maintenance costs and you understand location, 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 you'll win. If you don't, you're going to take L's. And he says, but also having your finances in a stable position and not over leveraging. That's a mistake as well. Listen to what coach is telling you because he's telling you the truth. The truth hurts. And he says, I have multifamily. I have a multifamily home. Um, and he says, and from experience, if you are not financially strong, you will be just another foreclosing. I'm sorry. You will be just another foreclosure victim. Do not buy a house if you do not do the math and have up to over $50,000 plus in savings to do rehab and maintenance. God bless, fellas. Enjoy the show, man. Wow. Congratulations. Look, and that was a sponsorship. Let's give you your due. Guys, There's there it is. I know people here. I know now a lot of people hear me like, oh, this and this and that going to happen. But there was solutions in there. There were solutions. That was the positive. That was but but he's also telling you the risks. Some people don't tell you the risks and you don't have the extra savings. By the way, if you plan on flipping properties, you better have an extra 50 grand because you're going to have to rehab it. Most properties you flip, you're going to have to have money to rehab. 
That's part of the bird process. Many people go in there, no money down, no money to rehab. You think you're just going to sell the property or buy the property and just put your for sale sign out there. Talk about it. Talk about it. I appreciate that. Let me get a couple more PayPal's and let's get back into it. We're giving you guys the real solutions here uh, because a lot of guys that tell you want to sell you to get into it, they don't tell you that. No government name. Got back with my ex overweight single mother and within two months, she hit me with the two months. Lord, she hit you with the two months. She's telling me due to my actions, she didn't, uh, she doesn't feel sexual towards me. Wow. I know it's because she's broke. She keeps bringing up things about money and I'm not feeding into it. Coach, it's time to hit the junior college. My man got swindled. We're trying to save you guys. Never get back with the next. Most of the time she crawls back. There's for two reasons. She's broke or whoever she went to didn't work out. You're the backup plan. And then when she gets in, she's going to dry up like the Sahara Desert. I hope you guys are listening to me. Now, here comes the, well, it could be true love. <laughs> there, there's the coulda, shoulda, woulda. Well, it can work. It might, you might miss out on your blessing. You might block your blessing. Here come the, it could work. I'm telling you as a risk assessor, I would never take a woman back after I broke up. Let alone let her move in because she's duping you. She's moving in out of need and not out of love. She's moving back because not, uh, not because of you. Okay, Sizzo says, I'm at my job today on this blue chip mindset Wednesday. Coach, you are hitting on it. You were hitting on it last night. Watch out for the, oh, yeah. New, 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 and new happy holidays order. in the building, Coach Gang. Yeah, we hitting on it. <laughs> he says, but what about love? No, risk assessment out here. Just, just avoid. Sometimes you just got to be like, you know, avoid, void, void. Shout out to Randy. He says, just showing love, show, Coach. Good show. I'll do a couple of super chats and then I'll get back to the show without messing around today. We don't want to mess around too much. John Angelo, good morning, CGA. You are hilarious. By the way, he says this is the best show on YouTube, hands down, small donation for the collection page. And I won't jam you up like Bishop Deacon Clap Cheeks. Galloway says the coffee fun. Appreciate you. Wheeland says shout out to the coach and the coach gang. The note sound nope. like. Guiding me these days when I hear normie BS. Nope. Give me the reminder. Nope. The biggest strong words you can use is no. Speaking my mind, back in the church of self-improvement with the Reverend C.G. Adams. We back in here. Rational rationality. Dion saw the plantation coming and he ran. Coach gang for life. Cartier. Johnson says, yo, coach, my cousin met you outside of the Bellagio yesterday. Appreciate you, coach. Shout out to the coach gang. Shout out to you. He was telling me that you a true fan and you bought some apparel from the coach gang where I appreciate you, man. He bumped into me while I was out there sniggling. (laughs) I was out in front of the Bellagio chilling, looking out for the Russian assassins. All right. But, yo, he bumped into me and I had a good conversation with him. It was good to bump into him yesterday. And, um. Yes, it wasn't the Democratic fish fry, but it was your, your cousin out there bumped into him. Shout out to you. All right, man. Look, I got to get back to the show. I got to get back to the show. I'll catch up with. Oh, I'll catch up with Delta Fox later because you got a good thing about uh, real estate. Blue chip mindset. 
blue chip mindset. Let's talk about this. We th let's talk about what you want to expect from people that are close to you. Never just think that there's blind loyalty and trust. Everybody, once you get to the point of where you want to become successful, just realize the people close to you are the ones that are going to be the people that are likely to harm you. Not all of them, but somebody can be. And this story actually is a story that talks about this. Um, I don't know all of the details, but if you know anything about uh, gangster rap coming in from the late 80s into the 90s, going into the Friday franchise movie, you've heard of these two individuals. These two individuals go by Ice Cube, rapper O'Shea Jackson, and then the other guy goes by Sir Jinx. Sir Jinx has always been around Ice Cube as early as the America's Most Wanted album. I mean, you already, you always heard Ice Cube say the name Sir Jinx. Now, that was what, 40 years ago, 35 years ago or such? But look at what we have here. December 19, 2022. This was two days ago. Sir Jinx dubs Ice Cube, quote, a fake gangster, quote, amid ongoing lawsuit. Saw Sir Jinx bailing, all right? He always said the name Sir Jinx, and I'm not sure what his exact role is in the lynch mob, but if you look at him, he's part of the lynch mob, right? Jinx is suing Ice Cube, claiming he hasn't received his fair share of royalties. Oh, man. Now, the fact that he was a gangster or not, everybody should know that he's not a gangster. You know, he was able to basically set, uh, do very poetically and very well. I love the way he was able to tell stories about gang life, drug life, pimp life. He knew he knew it at a very young age. So he's, to me, an artist. I never thought he would be a gangbanger. But, um, you know, people didn't really discover that until later on in life after you caught a couple of charges trying to be Ice Cube. Mm. <laughs> All right. Sir Jinx is fed up with Ice Cube, refusing to pay him royalties, recently referring to him as a fake gangster. The producer took the Instagram on Sunday. Boy, they will rat your ass out on Instagram. Lord have mercy. Good Lord. That is crazy. The producer took the Instagram on Sunday, December 18th, to give the MC a piece of his mind, calling the Big Three founder for his crook ways and alleging that the legend isn't from 111 Crip. All right. I didn't, I never thought him to be a real crip anyway, but I don't know the behind the scenes stories. Quote, how the hell am I paying a lawyer to get my money? This ninja been owing me for years. <sighs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you this as a person that is trying to achieve great levels of success. And I hope you do too. You better understand the people that you have working in and around you. You better treat them well. That's number one. But you have to understand loyalty only has an loyalty has an expiration date. That expiration date can come in if you get criminal charges and you both get criminal charges. Somebody's going to snitch. Somebody's going to turn state's evidence. This includes your wives, guys. It also can come in a bad economic downturn. So somebody starts struggling economically. Now, the economy could be good, but that person personally struggles economically. And then he finds you doing somewhat well, and then he starts saying you owe him money. Or what could happen is you treat these people bad, and then they come back to get you if they do have an economic downturn. So in this situation, we're seeing a lot of people reference things that happened years ago, and now they're coming now 
to get their due, which is fine with me if you can prove that you got screwed over. Unfortunately, many people aren't getting screwed over. They have a bad way of uh, interpreting what they're what they're accountable for, right? What what actual impact you had. So you might believe you've been swindled, and then thus you start looking for the person who potentially might have swindled you, or who could possibly not. You could catch them with a guard down, and this looks like something's happening here and you better be ready for it don't think that there's loyalty out here with women or ninjas or dudes it says nick ninjas I almost said it ninja can hide behind bill big gates and security but you can't hide from time the producer warned in his lengthy ig post your time is coming mr jackson trust me thank gangster lord dude this is why i get away from people Good Lord, this is why I get away from people, man. This is why I live in big communities because ninjas will come after you. It says right here, you stole from there. Wait a minute, where, where's there? Okay, okay. Quote, you stole from there. You never went to St. Louis. You stole those stories from Shorty and JD and Big Wave, many of them part of the lynch mob. I suppose you made up all that stuff by yourself. Is he going to pay me or you going to pay for more security. Sheesh. You bitch. You bitch. Dude, man, do, people do not want to see you win. You can't win. People do not want to see you win. By the way, if you think all these, he's trying to say that Ice Cube never went to St. Louis. That's cool. Because nobody knew us. Stepped off the plane. Full fake game bangers, professional crack slangers, rented a car at wholesale, real to the ghetto, and grow checked in a motel. Uh, then I grabbed the three, eight. You know what I mean? Well, everybody knew this was fairy tale shit. You should have known he didn't go slang crack on the corner in St. Louis. This is just dumb. I mean, he's trying to act like you guys believe this shit. This is just, but he did threaten him. Yes. Is that a threat? Yes, that would be a threat. Are you going to pay me or pay for more security? When I tell you how much, when I tell you how much he's suing him for, you're going to be like, holy shit. Let's get to that detail. Let's get to that detail. Later in the post, the L.A. native and his name is Anthony Wheaton. They put his government name out here. Continue calling out his former collaborator for doing to quote others the way Warner Brother did him. He is also attached. Wait, he also attached a disc record. <laughs> no. Not at this record. These people 50 years old, guys. These people are 50 years old. He also attached this record to the post, doubling down on his stance against the no Vaseline rhymer. Cube has learned a lot from his business partner, Jerry. You know who? New, 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 new world order. This guy created a hostile work and place environment by incessantly talking about the greatness of Donald Trump's former political advisor, Steve Bannon, while also behaving in an Islamic phobic fashion. Mm. Yo, this is unbelievable. Quote, wasn't Cube down with the nation? What kind of gangster is this? Sad these dudes can't be righteous when their family, with their family. I hope you win and get what's owed to you, brother. You have my full support. Salute, true legend. Who is he talking to? I don't even realize. Okay, what, 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 what is he suing him for? 
He's suing him. He filed a lawsuit in May 2021 during COVID. Again, economic downturn. You lose your money. Rent starts to be due. Your rent's due, man. And then you get desperate. All right, who owes me? This is when you start saying, this person owes me $25. This person owes me $5, right? Because you get tight. So it looks like he got tight. Um, and it says right here, he filed the lawsuit May 2021 against the West Coast icon, claiming that Cube hasn't issued him royalties for his work with him. Jinx Suit claimed that the America's Most Wanted Entertainer had evaded coughing up $100,000 in back pay and took the issue to court, demanding payment from the hip-hop hip hop icon. Now, $100,000 is significant, but in the grand schemes of things, um, it seems like for Cube, I would imagine that he could probably cough up the money and put this to bed, but there seems to be a principle about it, maybe because maybe he doesn't owe him, so he's willing to go to court and probably pay in the excess of $100,000 to defend paying this guy $100,000, which I can probably understand. Because if people come after me for money, I probably would say, I'd rather pay the lawyer than you. So this is something, this is something that, you know, baby mamas do. They wait, 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 and then they file for back child support. They wait, 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 and they say it's all good, and then they file, they take you to court. Uh, this is seemingly what it does. Now, I would hope, listen, if somebody owe me 100K, I would want the 100K. I'm not belittling it. But it seems that Q should be able to pay this. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to pay it, but seems like it. When Jinx initiated, uh, initially filed the lawsuit, TMZ reported that a source close to the rapper, who is O'Shea Jackson Sr., claimed Cube loaned Sir Jinx cash over the years, which he never repaid. As a result, um, Ice Cube does not intend to give the producer any cash. So that's where it stems from. Now, there's some ninja shit. There's some ninja shit, right? Wow. Um, you bitch. You bitch. So that's where it comes from. That's why Cube doesn't want to pay it because I love, he was like, I floated you for a while. I floated you here. I floated you there. And I, I flew you to St. Louis and I, you rode here and you travel here. Now it looks like Cube is playing the recoup game. This is what record labels tend to do when, you know, they say, Oh, I'll pay for your new car. I'll pay for this. I'll pay your back child support. I'll take you on this trip. And then you think it's free. And then all of a sudden they hand you with a bill and say, oh, we got to recoup all that money back. Right. So I think Cube, if let's just call it what it is, Cube is. I don't think Cube is um, being authentic and that he loaned him money. I think what he's doing is saying, <laughs> I think what he's doing is say, yeah, that was that advance. I think what happened is now he's turning any monies or any trips or any, uh, uh, you know, any chances of where they went to dinner. He's turning that into an advance. And now he's trying to say, look, I don't owe you the money. We, we, I advanced you the money, right? So that's what it sounds like to me, what, which is sad, guys, which is sad. These are two friends. These, these guys have been friends and ride and die, ride or die for 30 years plus, maybe 40 years. Yeah, 40 years. And now um, I guarantee you Cube is going to be able to produce receipts to show that he advanced or at least paid some things that would constitute a loan. But you do have to have an agreement in the loan. So that's where the lawsuit is probably going to come in. And that's why the suit is. So like, like I said, I thought Cube would be able to pay this off. It's sad that these two men are somewhat successful and they're fighting over 100K. That's, that's the sad part. When I think they both have 100K, or at least Ice Cube should have the 100K, he could have gave her 50K and settled it. But they're fighting for this in court. And now 
I think the indicator is Sir Jinx is losing. He's losing this battle. So Sir Jinx, this is just opinion. I don't know. Don't send your homeboys in the West Coast connection for me. What Sir Jinx is doing is going into the feminine and doing what? He ran to the court of public opinion. And so in order to save his case, which I think he could jeopardize his case by threatening Ice Cube, he's jeopardizing his case that's been in court for more than a year and a half. Now he's going to threaten Ice Cube and go to the court of public opinion to ruin his reputation. Now, if I was Ice Cube, I would sue him for slander as a double tactic and really jam him up. But then you might be risking your safety, right? Now you're risking the fact that, whoa, now he might really be mad and get me. But now Ice Cube's got to look over his shoulder from his homeboy of 35 years who is now somewhat being a parasite towards him. Now he's got to look over his shoulder his whole life. Boy, really distance yourself from certain people or understand that anybody has the potential to backstab you at any particular point, whether you're on Ice Cube side or Sir Jinx side. Anyway, let's get in here and get a little bit of money. A moment to grift in the building. Yes, indeed. Uh, and then we'll get to the rest of the Super Chats and on to the Blue Chip Mindset Show. Do me a favor, man. The coaching program is off and on the way. We are ready to go into 2023. All you got to do is go to gregadams1.com. Hit that up top course courses. No, it should be coaching program right there. Click that. Email me. Stop emailing me stories to this one. People email me. Check out this video. Man, stop. Do not use my email for that. The best place to use is locals.com. All right, go over there and put the video up over there. Y'all be sending me, check this story out. I don't care. That's the coaching program email. And then what's going to happen is you're going to get an email about the coaching program, and then you're going to call me a grifter. Then you're going to have to hide me and unsubscribe from the damn emails. All right, you're automatically enrolled in the email response. So with that being said, coaching program is underway. The details is available to you via email. Get to the click link. Click, 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 click the link. By the way, 2023 is going to be Liddy. For this brand, for this channel, we're going to be attacking all of these channels. The grift is going to be high and it's going to be fly and it's going to be unapologetic. And it's going to be a damn shit show when it comes to being a shameless promoter. Oh, yes. All of these channels are demonetized, but they're going to be getting content jammed, jammed up. So make sure you click subscribe on all of these channels. The Notorious CGA, Free Agent Lifestyle, Coach Greg Adams, the flagship, the super chip. Coach CGA got game. Ask Coach Greg Adams and CGA reacts. And that's just the half of them. I know there's a content creator mad that I'm gripping right now, but you can't grip better than CGA. I take all of that. I take that blessing from the Lord. Anyway, yeah. Go bitches. Get money. Get money. Get money. F women. Get money. Get, get, get. Mm, mm. Greg Griff University. Hold up. Greg Griff. University. Oh, oh, let's go. Get it. Get it. Can y'all hear it? Can y'all hear it? Light it up. Get money. Oh, anyway, they mad right now. Oh, the, the moment for Grifting is sponsored by Trollo Candy, the hard outside shell candy with a little bit of jealousy in the middle. All right, shout out to Trollo Candy for sponsoring today's Grift episode anyway let's get to these super chats <laughs> where are we at oh let's see here delta fox everyone took pto week right everybody took that week off 
And it says right here, and I am here booking government sales appointments for January 2023. She and they are going to get that money. I already got a plus $1 million in deals that will close in an 8% commission. Words of advice, sell to the government. They never run out of money, and they don't. By the way, thank you, Delta Fox. Hey, check this out. By the way, just Delta Fox reminded me, do you know that the president of Ukraine is here in America this morning meeting with your boy, Joe Biden? Did you guys know that? I've done some dumb things. I'll do dumb things again. He's meeting with Joe Biden and it is expected that he's going to take home a bag of one billion dollars plus. Got to get my bag and run. (laughs) And you thought and by the way, for people who were expecting reparations. I kind of feel bad for y'all because this is actually insane at this point. <laughs> this is clown world. He's going to take home a bag. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> this is, oh boy. It, look, the reparation argument is ga- gathering strength at this particular point. Now it's a slap in the face. Oh boy. But yes, the President Zelensky is here in America. He's meeting with President Joe Biden again. I've done some dumb things. And it is expected that they're going to announce an extra $1 billion as a thank you or as a support system to continue the trip. Boy, man, and and you thought they cared about you. (laughs) Hold up. You thought America cared? And that's you. Whoa, we enter into some interesting times. Okay. Teddy KGB, I lost $100,000, quote, investing in property in the hood. Tenants tore up my shit. <laughs> All right. He said, bish, yeah, bish. never again. Listen, gentlemen. Says right here. Oh, he says, don't forget that. Hey, listen, I'm not even going to talk about it. But yes, I'm not. I didn't forget about those. That's just the cash that he's walking away with. Teddy KGB is telling me, telling you guys right now, he invested $100,000 in the hood. Um, and uh, the tenants tore up your stuff. These are all things that people say, oh, you know what I mean? Buy some church of chicken and buy some, um, Buy some of them wing stop stores and and, and, and come back in the hood and, and invest, bro. <laughs> what I would tell you is if you do something like that, go invest in the land. Go buy the land up. Okay. Then you can sell to you can sell to anybody or at least lease to someone who wants to put a community strip mall or a wing stop. Or if they want to put it up on your land, you could do a uh you could do a lease. But I wouldn't invest in anything tangible, meaning they can knock that shit down and put graffiti on it. That's the way you invest in the hood, because then you don't lose unless somebody walks on your land and then breaks their leg or somebody shoots somebody on the land and then they blame you and sue you. I mean, that's a lot. Now, that's a really, really. Crazy scenario that is probably least likely to happen, but I would buy the land. All right, I'm not buying anything tangible that I have to manage and come back and all. No, 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 no. I'm not buying up a Wendy's in Atlanta only for them to flame that shit and then the dude get shot in the parking lot. You know, no, no. <laughs> he said, should have invested in the liquor store. Yeah, I mean, you could invest in the liquor store. You're going to make a mad money in the building. Shout out to Morgan. And funeral homes. Dude, Tay is hitting it. We talked about that on the money mindset. Funeral homes. You're going to be rolling in the dough. Hey, funeral homes in the hood? I'm sorry, dude. Look. I'm rich, bitch. You're going to be in the money. 
in the money. I got money. Now, what the funeral homes do tend to do, watch out in some of these Midwestern cities because there's not a lot of available land left. What they do do, do do, what they do do is dig up the dead people that they know there's no existing family coming to see them. And then they put new people in those plots. Yeah, that's kind of, oh man, listen, that's, you know, you playing with the dead. <laughs> You go get a lot of GoFund money, but it's sad, brother. Hey, look, I've seen some shit like that. Look it up. Look it up. In Milwaukee, they did that. Milwaukee, look it up. Google it right now. I'm not going to show it because I got super chats to do. Google it right now. They were digging up dead people and putting new dead people in funeral plots. Yo. There's only so many places for cemeteries. You got to turn a buck. All right, Ricky Webster turned 47 today. Shout out to you. Happy birthday to our boy. One of the greatest supporters here in the Crimson Capsule community, in the men's community, in the sphere, or the black manosphere. My brother is similar age. He turned 47 tonight. Coach, no wife, no kids, no complaints. The free agent lifestyle is a real mother sucker for you. He says, he says, I love my coach, and also my coach gang, French Toast. Props due and one love to all. Happy birthday to my brother. Say happy birthday. Get an HBD for your boy, Ricky Webster, in the building. Man. Wow. Wow. All right. MC Hamster. I love that name. He says, that's why I do stocks. He says, only have to hold and easy to sell. Doing your due diligence and holding through downturns is the work. Coach ain't lying on real estate. Okay. You can actually do your own research on it and see what it would be like to own. Uh, that's a long show. That's a long show. I'm not going to get into it because the possibilities are the stakes are way higher. Like you can get a great turn in a short period of time with real estate. That's why real estate has an advantage in a great market. And if you have the cash, you can turn quick. Like it's like flipping. It's like hitting the lottery and stocks aren't like that. Stocks a long time hold, right? You got to hold, hold, hold blue chip stocks and you got to hold them for a long ass time. All right, um, what is it here? What was I going to talk about? So, uh, Brisk Clown says, Coach hasn't super, haven't super chatted in a while. Shout out to the coach. Gang, on Bleacher Report, they say Zabion Accuracy, wait, Zabion Accuracy apologized for giving her the hurt dirt and told her to move on. Uh-oh. So, he gave it to her. <laughs> okay. Uh, somebody says, do a show on stocks. I do do shows on stocks. We do it on money mindset. Uh, the reason I don't touch these subjects too much and go into detail, right? I just tell you the dangers and the risks. And most people don't ain't nowhere close to doing none of this shit. You ain't got no experience. And you're like, yeah, but you're listening to the Grant Cardone and you're listening to Dave Ramsey and your companions are colliding. But the reality is I'm not an investor. I don't give investment advice. But I do tell you what you could potentially do in terms of strategies and all that stuff. And we bring people on who have history with that. But I'm not a guy to tell you what the stock, how, what to do with stocks. Nah, but we talk about the possibilities on money mindset. We go into details. Okay. Doing it on YouTube brings out the normies and the hate. Because what they'll do is that the biggest case of a normie response, if I say something on YouTube regarding something, and I want you to know this. I've been doing YouTube for four years and I've been watching YouTube for as long as it's been around. I've been in the comment sections. The biggest response that you will get to know that you enraged and triggered a normie 
This is what they will say. Tell me if I'm wrong. I've, I've watched fitness. I've watched financial videos. Guys, I just don't watch Red Pill. I've watched all types of genres. What are they going to say? They're going to say, you have no idea what you're talking about. That's exact. That's what you're going to hear in the first sentence or two. <laughs> now, then they're going to take the one thing that I might have, they might disagree with, and then ride that shit out in the whole goddamn thing as if I rested my case on that point. Now, when you see those words, you should automatically know that this is a, a, this is the equivalent of what they would call a bro scientist on the fitness one, in the fitness channels. They always got to be right, and you always are 100% wrong. You have no idea what you're talking about, and then follow up with some bullshit to try to prove me wrong when I didn't even rest my case. I just said, well, this possibly could happen. It was just a small point. <laughs> it's crazy and you're like how did you get to the point where you say i have no idea what i'm talking about that's sad there is something to be said for that for a person who will say shit like that it's sad you already know they're in the wrong they're stepping to you wrong you can say i respectfully disagree or at best say that's true but in my scenario this is how it worked out for me you'd be like you know what that's not that that doesn't that didn't work out for me like that, but I've seen that happen. But people will say, bro, scientists, it intermittent fasting is the only way to lose weight. <laughs> and you're like, well, I like to eat breakfast. <laughs> you know, you're like. Oh, no, no, no. What? You have no idea what you're talking about. Intermittent fasting is the only way. See, there's no such thing as the only way. Yep, it's the only way. There's no such thing as the only way. It's the way it worked for you. Now, how does it work for everybody else? Are they willing to make that sacrifice? What is, what's the data on it working for everybody? Yes, it worked for you, and it worked for many. But because I said eat breakfast, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Watch out for people like that. I never shit on the other way. I just say, yeah, it's a possibility that works for you. And if it works for you, fine. Absolutely. Go with it. You don't even have to use my theory. You could be like, okay, yeah, well, you know, I don't like to eat breakfast. So I do intermittent. Great. Great. But to say, I don't know what I'm talking about because you believe in this particular principle is, is pretty sad. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Last one. A Jedi says, unless you buy a house nowadays in a luxury neighborhood, speak on it. That's location, location, location. He says it won't even be worth it because the culture of average neighborhoods go down so fast. The cheap track houses won't be worth it. Speak on it. Dude, you're ahead of the game. Speak on it. Most of these houses that are being built right now by some of these great house built builders. Do you know? Look, before you argue me real estate, can you name three or four? House builders. Can you name them? Most of you guys cannot. I can name them right off the top of my head. But you will swear up and down. Most of these places nationwide are built by the same five or six, especially the track houses. They're built by the same five and six house uh, developers. Okay. Now, with that being said, 
these aren't great houses they're building. Like these aren't these aren't the old school houses, <laughs> right? Yep, they, they're naming them in there. Not property brothers, <laughs> not property brothers. These houses are the equivalent of the what? What was the three little pig story? <laughs> property brothers. What's the three little pig story? Little pig, little pig, let me in. Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin, right? Now go back and find out why the wolf was able to blow their house down. <laughs> okay. Then you'll realize this is the equivalent of what they're building in America right now. These houses are not worth anywhere close to what it costs to build these straw ass houses. You know what I mean? But but people don't know, man. There's no brick. There's no nothing. There's nothing. There's no steel rod. There's, there's like two rings. There's there's nothing holding that shit up right now. <laughs> so with that being said, that's the reality of real estate. It's cardboard. By the way, I live in an area where they're building houses like crazy. I can look at them. I don't see no brick. I don't see no concrete. All I see is two picks. That's all I see, two by four and drywalls. I see one. <laughs> I can look out right now. I can look out right now. All I see is wood. You catch a damn, you catch a damn match on the wrong day. Whoosh. You better hope no fire come through. But people up here, 300, 400, 500, 600, 700000 dollars I guarantee you, if there was a situation now, many places the land is worth more than the actual property on the house. So the land in California, the land is what's expensive, not the house. So people will buy the land and the house, knock down the house and put the house up they want to put up. Then they raise the property value uh, significantly by doing that. But you got to have money to do that. But I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll... That's what houses are made of right now. Compressed particle board. Go to Ikea. Go to Ikea. <laughs> I know people, the housing developers are like this dude. Oh, but go to Ikea. Put your furniture together and then press your hand down on the on the wood like this. Like it's you like build it up. Put them little ass screws in there. Build up that little TV stand and press on the board like that. That shit going to collapse. <laughs> it's going to collapse. That board going to break. That's what houses are made of right now. But y'all paying three, four, five, six, one million dollars for toothpicks. But anyway, <laughs> but you do you, y'all. Y'all do you. You know what I mean? Listen, I'm not telling you what to do, but a lot of times, many times you're swayed by women's opinion. Oh, I want a house and it needs to be this big and it needs to be that. Dude, I can punch a hole in my wall right now. I can go back right there. Boom, right through the wall. <laughs> right. And people bought that shit 500, 600, 700,000 dollars, please. Now, what you want to do is go to an old neighborhood. Go to an old neighborhood where you see they got brick columns and some of these houses be fake bricks around them, but where they got brick columns and it's made out of brick old ass red brick, that's a house. What you're buying is a home. Okay, go to the old downtown neighborhoods where it's like 111th and 28th Street, Washington Street, State Street, 
go go there. That is a house. <laughs> That's what a house is. All right. Yes. And it doesn't look all McMansion-y. It doesn't look all big. It doesn't, you know, it kind of looks weird because they use real resources. Yeah, they in the hood, they used real equipment. Brick and mortar. That's what they use. They use concrete. They concreted that ship. Stacked a brick. They used a brick mason. All right, let me <laughs> let me go back. This is the blue chip buy set. Hey, do me a favor, hit the like button. Uh, let's see here. We're on pretty girls and plain Janes. This is a conversation I've been telling you guys about as well. This will go into the next story about LaMelo Ball. Pretty girls in plain jeans. All right, there's a conversation being had right now, apparently on in the black Twitter. Uh, let's see here. This woman right here. Uh, you see her here. Uh, what's happening is the pretty girl in the plain Jane stories. It's the battles of the pickneys. So one group of women don't want to look like a pickney. Now, I want you to listen to this video. And oh boy, you're going to see why the dating marketplace is an absolute disaster. And why people really overvalue themselves. But I, I can't. Let's go ahead and listen to it. Let me know if you can hear this. I just want to say this because it's really been on my mind lately. I have nothing against the plain Jane females. You know, and what I mean by that, like the females who doesn't go out. The female who doesn't like get their makeup done. The female who doesn't really get their hair done often. The plain Jane females. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't have nothing against y'all, but why is it so hard for us pretty girls? I thought she was speaking on behalf of the plain Janes. I thought she was speaking on behalf of the plain Janes. This girl is speaking on behalf of the pretty girls. And I told you about these wig wearing, long ass nail wearing, wearing earring in the nose wearing women. They're, they're garbage, man. They overrate. This woman said... <laughs> The pretty girl. Why us pretty girls? Okay, now, now that you know that this is going to be a circus, let's go back to the beginning and see what the hell she talking about. <laughs> Sorry for that. Uh, Rooster Crow was kind of loud there. Let's go back so you can hear what her point is. <laughs> okay. Play it. I just want to say this because this really been on my mind lately. I have nothing against the plain Jane females, you know, and what I mean by that, like the females who doesn't go out, the female who doesn't like get their makeup done, the female who doesn't really get their hair done often, the plain Jane females, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all know what I'm talking about. I do. Yes. I don't have nothing against y'all, but why is it so hard for us pretty girls to come across a decent guy? It just seemed like all the guys, the good guys are always like, Cuff the plain Jane females. Well, these guys are smarter. They're not all the way smart, but yes, they see through a lot of these girls who are overdoing it. They know you're overselling. They know you're just doing a lot of fake stuff. You're hiding things. You've been ran through. There's a lot of things that guys, um, you, you know, guys uh, naturally can 
feel about this because most pretty girls or most made up girls are mimicking prostitutes, especially the eyelashes is, is an indicator of what prostitutes used to wear to attract their mate and to disguise themselves. But these people don't realize that. And inherently, we can get a clue that you're a prostitute. This is why you get treated the way you do. And then you don't get cuffed. And then a plain Jane gets cuffed. And there's a reason why. But uh, let's continue with this. And I feel like, you know, us pretty girls, and I'm not calling the plain Jane females ugly. This person got some, who who gave her some confidence? This per, Somebody gave her some confidence that I don't know where you got it from. But what the hell are you talking about? You're literally trying to call the plain Jane's ugly. Did she look in the mirror? Let's continue. This is unreal. Dude, I can't. I don't have any faith in people anymore. Let's continue. I'm just saying like the pretty girls, that's extra. You know, you know, we love to dress up. We love fashion. We love keeping our nails and our hair done. Yeah, that's that's called trash. That's called that's what that's called. That's called a trash appearance. Everybody knows it. It's called straggle. Everybody knows this. What what's what are you confusing yourself about? But anyway, let's continue. And we just like we just like to look good. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is, mm. it's, it's it's hard being a pretty girl because I feel like it's a curse because I feel like we go through so much and I feel like we always got to prove ourselves to a nigga for a nigga to realize like. OK, so she knows the N word. So that's massive disrespect right there. You never want your woman to call you that. That's where her mind is. So, so she gone. Let's continue. Like we we are the one like we good. We're a good girl. But I just feel like, you know, being pretty is just a fucking curse. <sighs> Wait. Brothers, throw the towel in. This is why I tell you to level up and get leveraging options. This person literally, for most of you men, for most of you men, um, she would think she's doing you a favor. She would think she's doing you a favor. By messing with you. Now, uh-oh, she a dime in Memphis. Put what city this woman's from. Put what city this woman's from. As, you know, I done dealt with, you know, guys or whatever. And I done, you know, have a conversation with guys. And they'll be like, oh, I'm scared of you. Like, what? What you mean you scared of me? Because you look like the werewolf of London. That's why. You hungry like the werewolf of London. You look scary. Scary Sherry. I mean, I can see it. What do you mean scary? Come on. Like, I don't be getting that. Like, I don't what be you getting mean? that. Why, why are you scared of me? I'm not going to harm you. Little old me. Like, I'm not going to harm you. I'm not going to hurt you. Oh, so my why gosh. would you feel like you scared of me? I don't know. Is it because they know we got options? And they... <laughs> I feel bad for y'all. I feel bad for y'all simps out here. And I feel for I feel bad for y'all dudes that are dating. I, I've given up dating a long time ago. This woman said, is it because we have options? Let me let, did y'all hear this shit, bro? Look at this look. That that gotta be the straggle look of all time. Let's continue. I don't know, is it because they know we got options? And they feel like we can find some bad somebody um that's better than them or something like that because 
I don't know. I just need answers from the guys. I need anybody to comment or inbox me and let me know why do guys always say that to pretty girls? They always say, oh, I'm scared of you. Um, I'm scared of love. I'm scared to date you. Oh, man. Guys, send the asteroid dating marketplace officially imploded. I need an implode sound. I don't think YouTube will like that. Man, just go get you what you want. I got money. Just go get you what you want. Now, she's got a couple of responses from Plain Jane's. Uh, but yeah, before we get the yeah, okay, so she's got a couple of responses. Now, this woman claims to be on the other side of the argument. This is the Blaine Jane responding to the pretty girl. Oh my god. What are we doing with the people, man? I, I think it's gone. This is the plain Jane gonna respond to the pretty girl's argument. Let's let's roll this shit. I'm saying that to say that the type of women who think that they're so much prettier than everyone else because they always have a wig on, because they got their nails done, and because they have lash extensions. That is a whole that's become a whole genre of women. Now I'm gonna agree with her on many of her points and to be fair, I think the only thing that's throwing her off from plain Jane is the hair color. All right. Otherwise, she doesn't have the eyelashes. Her nails are manicured in French manicure. Um, and she does have makeup on, but it's not excessive. But she has a filter on. So um, I think this one is just her hair color is throwing me off. Other than that, it is her natural hair. I tend to not want to disrespect black women when they wear their natural hair. Okay. Because I I'm against wigs and I'm against weaves to an extent. Okay. So, but uh, the only thing throwing it off is the hair color. Let's hear her point. Yeah. Those women are really fucking aggravating because in the same breath, they, they, they contradict themselves so much. One minute it's, Oh, I don't do this for a man. I do this for me. Then it's, well, why do all the men choose the girls who don't do this over me? Okay. Then she pointed out a big contradiction. So she's right there. A lot of girls will say, I do this for me. I don't dress for men, but then complain or either say, you need to pay for my hair and nails and all of that shit, but you don't dress for men. That's an odd argument in, the, in a uh, contradiction. She pointed that out. Let's continue. And it's, I do love myself. I do love my natural beauty. I do think I'm naturally beautiful. Then it's you never get online without any of that stuff. Be for real. And it's just like these be the same women that like to swear that plain Janes are pick me's because they talk about how they don't need all that stuff to be beautiful. But then they turn around and pick me and say, get online asking men, why is it that y'all just like the girl next door? Y'all like the plain Jane? And this is not the first self-proclaimed pretty girl I've seen come on here and say this. She said self-proclaimed pretty girl. I'm glad she said that. And not only this, she's articulate. She's able to speak her case better than the so-called pretty girl, which means she got a little bit more going on in her head than the other girl. I can see why she considers herself a plain Jane. She got more. She In her mind, she's got more to offer than just the looks. So let's continue. I know people are going to, yeah, the self-proclaimed pretty girl. These same women that swear that the other women are pick me's, get on here acting shocked and confused as to why them being high maintenance and them doing all this extra stuff with their beauty doesn't get them in. 
So who's really the pick me? The real answer is that there's pick me's on both sides. But in case in point, who's the pick me here? Okay. And I'm just tired. Like, maybe you're not getting chosen because your character sucks, because you're shallow as hell. And you Okay, so she hitting some home runs there. She's she's actually right. A lot of these girls think that they should be getting wiped up, but they find out rich men tend to, not, except for ballers and rappers, they tend to wipe up plain James. And plain James is where it's at, although there is a trap related to plain James, which is the stay-at-home mom divorce industry. But I've been telling you fives and sixes are where it's at. The other girls are completely overrated, and they're dealing with um, image inflation. And that's what she's talking about. Continuing. You think that these fake enhancements make you more worthy of love than someone else. That's a very shallow thought to have. Maybe that's why the men of character are not marrying you. True. And then what kills me is that these women always try to make it seem like, well, they choose the plain Jane women or they choose the girl next door because they don't have as much competition with them and because they're more ugly and they just feel more secure in a relationship. Hold this girl getting better looking as we go along, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, listen, she's growing on me, but she got to do something with that hair. Let's get to you. Full time, if that's not some pick me ass shit, if that's not some insecure jealousy type of shit, I don't know what it is. But these are the same girls who swear that everybody's always jealous of them. No, you're jealous of the fact that you have to do all of that to feel beautiful. And you have to do all of that to try to get a man's attention. Whereas there's a woman over here who doesn't do any of that. And she gets chosen by the guy that you swear you want. Or she gets the marriage that you claim. Okay, so she was hitting some home runs there. I mean, she she spoke it from the real position, not to say you trust her 100%, but she hit, She this is a sad situation. We think that we have a competition or we have some sort of strife between men and women, but even women are having some sort of internal strife and they can't stay on code. So yeah, she cooked her, she cooked her for real. And uh, if only thing is that hair, she looking like uh, that damn icy spicy. Now, last point to be made on this one, allegedly, the original pretty girl woman comes back and responds that she actually has a boyfriend or as she said, a ninja. Let's go and show this. Now she's going to brag and I can't play the music. Oh, I can't play the music, but now she responds haters with the middle finger quote. The haters would say she mad because she didn't get picked and don't nobody want her. And then she says, me, my man. Let's go ahead and show you what then she tried to show you. There's the pretty girl with a different wig on, a different set of makeup. There's the tattoos. This is the true Jezebel spirit, fake diamonds. And let's show you her ninja. Let's go ahead here and show you. Now she's saying, which, which brings up the point. What was she complaining about? <laughs> She just asked, why doesn't the pretty girls get picked? But she got a whole simp behind her. Pookie. So she's obviously complaining that the men of value, this is a monkey brancher. I don't know if this dude knows his position. I hope he doesn't love her. But she was just complaining. Why? What are we? What, what's going on? <laughs> okay. Mm. So this is the odds part about it. Now, now she's parading around and says she has a man and he throwing up gang signs in the back. He throwing up gang signs and you know, he hired in a kite. He hired in a kite back here. And he's doing a TikTok video, which is a massive L. All right. You never do a TikTok video with a woman unless it's your daughter. All right. So uh, anyway, wow. 
What is the what are we doing? They self whistling. What is the world coming to? And by the way, that's not her. He, we already know he's smashing other girls. All right. Or attempting to. And she's also trying to level up from him. But she had to show that she had a whole simp. All right. And he, she's the man in that relationship for sure. What a circus. I feel bad for y'all, but that transitions us into the next story. LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball. Now, what did I tell you about social media influencers? I used to tell you guys, I still do. You guys need to get away from measuring women in these real worlds against women who are social media influencers. I also revealed the fact that many sell social media influencers sell box as a primary business or a side business. Many of them will claim that they're an entrepreneur. This is not true. They're an entrepreneur and selling box. Okay. But these aren't even real women. By the time you get down from the nip and tuck, the injections and the Photoshop, the, the, that they're what, you know, these people aren't what you should be measuring other women against. Sure. They're pretty. Yes. They're excessively pretty, but their personalities aren't the best. And sometimes they do sell some bots. With that being said, whether LaMelo Ball thinks that this girlfriend is his real girlfriend or not, I don't know. She's flooding him with sex and all of this stuff. I don't know. But allegedly, his girlfriend, who is a well-known social media influencer, has allegedly been selling that box, allegedly. And she says it's a lie. Nope. Now, let's discuss the age difference that nobody's talking about. LaMelo Ball is all of what, 21 years old? This woman is 32 to 33 years old. Of course, she loves him for him. Where's all the people that are calling him metaphile, her metaphiles? Somebody says, now nah, that's thick, coach. That ain't thick. That's fake. All right. That is not thick. People say that's slim thick. That is not thick. I'm just letting you know that that ain't nowhere near thick. That's called fake. There ain't nothing about that that is real, gentlemen. That is a doll. That is a doll. You might as well go get a blow-up doll. But anyway, for people who like fake women, go ahead and go for it. And I will tell you, if you've never had a fake woman, you should. Go, get, go ahead and get one so you can get it out of your mind, so you can recognize what a fake woman feels like. This shit ain't that fun. It's, uh, it's overrated. Okay, but anyway. Mm. You might think it's fun until you get there, and you're going to be like, mm, something feels weird. Something feels sort of like an inner tube. When you start sucking on them nipples and the titties don't move, and you're like, mm, I can't wrestling with it. The nipple looking like a pencil eraser on the end of it. You're like, this is sort of weird, and she don't even feel nothing. She's just looking down at you like this. You having fun down there? She feels nothing, just like she'll feel nothing once you got down and lie between her. She feels nothing. You want at least for her to give you a little bit of a, uh, 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 some some feedback based on her stimulation. She don't feel nothing. Why? Because there's nothing connecting that to the damn. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> you just and it ain't moving. Nothing's moving. They just stuck right here. Oh, inner tube, lips, inner tube, breast, inner tube, thighs, inner tube, booty, inner tube. Nah, that's okay. I'll take me a soggy, a soggy plain woman as opposed to this. I've been there, done that, overrated. Yeah, shout out to our boy, uh, Reclaim the Throne. Go follow him. This is a manufactured beach. Yeah, no bueno. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Manufactured. Nope. Yeah, nerves all shot. Cut up, disappointment. 
Wait till you leave and see the scars, guys. The scars are going to throw you off. You're going to be like. I knew a woman that got a little bit of a facelift. She was in her mid-30s. I could see at one particular point she was lying down. I saw the incision. I saw the incision right here. You couldn't see it because she had bangs. But she had incision like this. And breast implant. And you see him, the, the, the areola gets puffed. I was like, I'll take a gordita. Hey, where the gorditas at? Oh, the humanity. Listen, I lived in the plastic surgery capital of the world. Not Miami, but Orange County. I've seen some chopped up, botched stuff. Some of the actually trained black plastic surgeon. I've seen some botched women. <laughs> like, what in the world is this? Anyway. You don't see it, guys, because she's hiding all of her scars. She's had a tummy tuck, most, more than likely, if she has children. And I'm just telling you this. So I'm not trying to make, I'm not trying to make her feel bad. But what you don't see is being hidden, and you'll see it. And she'll have an incision right across her belly. You're not gonna see it until you get there, and you're gonna be like, mm, okay. You'll be like, I try not to let that distract me. All around this area here where she's hiding it with her bra, there are going to be incisions and cuts and all of that right up under here or right indirectly there where they replaced. It's a, it's going to, it's, it looks like Frankenstein, man. Right? You'll, you'll see the tracks in her hair extensions or the wig. It, it gets weird, man. It, it's too weird for me because I like natural women. I don't care if they ugly or ugly in the face and got a better, a decent natural body. I've done the plastic thing. More power to you. More power to you. Anyway, let's get back on with the thing here. It says right here, LaMelo Ball, LaMelo Ball, young LaMelo, listen up. His girlfriend, Anna Montana, quote, I never went to doo-doo, dookie, Dubai or Nigeria, brother, for prostitution. That's a lie. According to, says a delicate topic for LaMelo Ball, has hit the headlines again as his girlfriend has responded to repeated claims that she has been involved in prostitution. Many of these Instagram influencers that you obsessed by are doing some form of it, whether it's directly or indirectly, they're doing some form of it. This is why I just passed them off as never mind. Okay, Anna Montana is the girlfriend of 21-year-old LaMelo Ball, and she's decided that she needed to respond to repeated claims that she allegedly once played a role in a prostitution thing. Quote, to pregame and go to the club together and or lay out by the pool and get content I never witnessed any type of pros where I did go, according to Instagram personality, Hannah Montana. <clears throat> Guys, that's a lie. She says, quotes, is just rumors. None of it is facts. People always try to make me look like the bad guy, but I don't condone any of that. She could be a nice woman. She says, I never in my life went to Doodoo Dubai or Nigeria for prostitution. <laughs> <clears throat> but she went. <clears throat> She's been there. But she says, I never went there for that. Nope. She said, that's a lie. There's no legit. Wait, there's legit no proof. <laughs> I was traveling all over the world then. Mm. Oh, boy. Put your cap on. Lord have mercy. She says, these things were said about me. I'm African. I was from Cape Verde. Wait, I was in Cape. Wait, I'm African. I was in Cape Verde with family and went to Nigeria to visit. Okay. And she promises more revelations. Okay, as the conversation developed, she ended by saying she would continue to defend herself. I'll do a video on it one day. I was never in a pro ring. I'm going to have to say pro. Here it is. I was friends 
with some of the girls who lived in the house and would just come over there, she added. Oh, oh. that's where you lost the argument, ma'am. I was just friends with the girls that were turning tricks. I was just friends with the girls that were doing it. I just traveled with the women that were getting doo-doo dookied on. I was just, that's where you lost it. I just saw them turning tricks. I saw them sucking, uh, ducking sick. I, but I didn't do it. Birds of a feather flock together. I, I was in the house. I just came over there. I didn't do it. Oh, hell no. Let's get down to the nitty gritty and uh, show you what you guys got going on here. So you might be asking, what is a doo-doo Dubai porta potty if you're new to the sphere? It says right here, doo-doo Dubai porta potty is slang for a popular model. Usually, usually as validating, wait, usually as validated by her Instagram following who is flown out to Dubai by wealthy Emirate, Emirati, Emirati, never heard that, by a wealthy Emirati who pays her to do whatever sexually favors he desires. The term reportedly was created based on weird fetishes involving excrement in women's mouths of underground porta potty parties. Pros is illegal in the United Arab Emirates, but if you got money, it don't matter. I got money. And let's go ahead and talk about influencers and SEX work. What you don't understand is they, these two these two things go hand to hand, and I'll prove it. The world of Instagram influencers and models have blown up, and undoubtedly, their admirers are vast and international. The Dubai porta potty phenomenon has a process that begins with conversations and DMs where the model is asked if she wants to go to Dubai for an all-expense-paid trip. Those in the influencer industry that also double as SEX workers face a, murky, a murkier thin line in terms of their online perception. What you guys have to understand is many times you are just basically oogling over a woman who doubles as many times in some form or fashion, maybe not directly, maybe not uh, actively, but they are directly in form, some form of engagement of selling themselves. This is just the natural state of it. There's, Listen, you can find one that isn't, but mostly are. Even the fitness ones. Even the ones that be like, I do, I sell meal plans to people. They either got a sugar daddy or they got somebody that paid them 50000 200000 They did it once or twice and they were done with it. They socked that money away. They lived off that money and they got a sugar daddy. And trust me, guys, I know you guys don't believe this. Even the fitness models, yes. Now they got OnlyFans, so now they don't have to do this anymore to a greater extent. So now they could just fire up OnlyFans and make that money without humiliating themselves. But 10 years ago, that was not the case. It says right here, once approached, the model is known then to, be, to discuss the numbers for their services. And then the veil of modeling goes out of the window. Payment for the shadow world of depravity is reportedly around $5,000 for standard experiences, then the inquiring client will offer consume, consumable sums of money if the woman is willing to indulge in more unconventional preferences. Now, this is where it gets weird, and it says right here, once the terms are agreed upon, generally a video for proof that she is consenting, and nine, an NDA is signed, and arrangements are made. With Montana being aligned with Ball for the last two years, 
it would be a massive scandal if she's embroiled in the porta potty scene. And here's the age difference right here, where it says the world began to notice her when 33 year old Chavez or Chavez and 21 year old Ball were an item starting in January when Chavez posted to her Instagram story to share a photo and video of herself, quote, modeling a great logo sweatshirt of Ball's clothing brand, La France, and and blue knee boots okay so that's enough about them let's get into and that's Lamelo ball if you didn't know number two draft pick um was he rookie of the year last year he should have been i know he got injured but he should have been rookie of the year let's give you a reality check let's give you a reality check i'm going to show you two videos here fair use of this thing about instagram models why i told you to not pedestalize them going over to dubai all right look at all these kayleys it doesn't matter the race, doesn't matter the woman, doesn't matter the age. They're all susceptible to doing this. And when you see this, you shouldn't be going, oh, maybe my wifey's in one of these groups. You shouldn't be thinking that. You should be thinking, I got money. These women are willing to risk it all. That's what you should be thinking. Let's go ahead and play it. These women are sold by the pound. Mm. Or trafficked. Let, let's continue. Taint the reputation of Dubai. And I will let Mr. Ali lick the rumors of my feet. I will also, um, uh, his virgin brother, who is 13 years old, so to have with his uh, virgin 13 years old brother. Mr. Ali is paying me 50,000 US dollars for this. Receive 25,000 US dollars two weeks before I come to Dubai. I just want to. So I've done a video on this woman in this video, whether it's real or not, or a skit. She's responding to somebody that she's, she's giving the proof that she's going to go over there and you see what she is. You see what she looks like. $50,000 for this $30,000 for that. These are women that some of you, some of you guys are going to say, Oh, she made up. She fake. Uh, you'll be telling me she's a six guys. These people have reached across the world. And what happens is, you see her and you're like, oh, she's fine. She's this. You follow her. You like her pictures. But in her DMs, they're litty. And they're getting approached. Random chicks in your neighborhood are getting approached. Let's continue. Yes, tag the sponsors. Don't do skits. Let's continue. And the fact that she confessed to all that and showed her passport. Is she in jail now? Does anyone know? And now most Instagram models living in Dubai are being accused of doing the same things for money. So this lady on TikTok was reached Damn. out to by a wealthy individual. This ish is loud, bro. She got a good microphone. Um, One other thing that I was going to talk about. She did admit that in that video that she was willing to have relationships with a 13-year-old male in the Emirates. Okay. Fair use, by the way. Yes. Fair use. Fair use principles. Yes, we can use copyrighted material without the payment or comfort. You know what I mean? But they but they are able to do it and they do things that would be considered illegal over here. And illegal there. Uh, underage, it don't matter. So, so let's continue. Yes, that woman did that. He said that's legal there too. Yeah, well, it's yes, I suppose. I suppose. Let's continue. In Dubai, who wanted to fly her out, they were trying to recruit her for what sounded like the human porta potty business. And she ended up leaking all the messages online to spread awareness about the situation. So, guys, I'm exposing how they first approached you for the Dubai porta potty. I always knew that it was something that was real because I heard rumors about it, but I never thought that 
it would happen to me literally um i got this so this is just a regular chick. I don't know where she's from. She got the lace front wig or she got that wig on. I hate them baby hairs, man. Y'all need to get rid of that. Shit. Get your forehead back out. Uh, but this is just a regular chick. And then she got a message. Let's go ahead and see what she's exposing here. DM. Could be a fake message too, but. person Messaging me about a party that's happening in Dubai. I mean, I wanted to play along and see what, where this was going because I was thinking there's no way you are paying me to come to you. And paying me just to enjoy shit my ass my girl but um yeah so let me let me show you guys the slide yeah show me the slide what the hell are you doing you guys can pause and read the rest so guys in this next screenshot you can see me saying hi this is interesting i'd love to come out to dubai and i have obviously i would never go by myself and i never planned on really going really intrigued because I have exams in me but um i said can my friends come <laughs> and i was playing along i said beautiful friends because okay i have to pause the video for fair use purposes uh as you can see many of these girls dms be litty like that whether they're real or fake messages that has you guys have to interpret that sometimes they could be fake but they play along they got her attention she's responding she's like oh i'll play along oh my friends oh no she's interested because she wants to get that money she's interested Let's continue. He called me beautiful. And he's like, of course, thank you for accepting. I was like, can I have more details? And where will the money be sent? Because they're saying that they're going to pay me all this amount of money, but where's it going to be sent? At this point, I don't know what it is that they're expecting me to do. All I'm thinking is we're just going there to jay. Like, This is where women get in trouble. I don't know what they're really expecting me to do. Well, a great Google search would have really under, you would have understood a Google search. You would have said Dubai, Porta Potty would have came up. You would have figured it out, and you would have had to decide whether you're willing to roll these dices and risk it all in secrecy. And so this is the problem with the access women have. They can make a quick buck quickly in secrecy, and they can come back to you and say, that's you. And that's you. Let's continue. Is that? And he said, free PayPal. PayPal is quite safe, so I was like, all right, there'll be a yeah. She got some saggy waggies for a little young girl. They a little soggy. All right, she a little soggy. Let's continue. Um, After I just talked about breast implants, I'll take them soggy. All right, I can't. Y'all gonna be like, you always, what do you want? What do you want from us? Women turn into Tyrese. What do you want from us? You just talked about the stiff. Okay, I'll take the saggy waggies. <laughs> Party. But yeah, as I said before, you guys can pause and read the rest. And I was just saying, what is that? Man, get to the point. And then they start talking about fetishes. And I was thinking, yeah, this is definitely one of them scam things because I ain't trying to fulfill nobody's fetishes. I don't care. By this point, I'm thinking... What are you thinking? Are you dumb? Because, what do you mean? I don't even know majority of these what these things mean. What do you mean? Okay, see, acting like she don't know what this means. Here's the fetishes, feet. Okay, I can approve of that. I'm with y'all over there, all right? All right, but now it gets a little bit weird here. Under un, underside of nails. Okay, now we're you know some of this stuff I can't discuss on YouTube. Nylon stockings, something in the banana in the tailpipe, and all of this stuff. And so, if you have a daughter and she's anywhere between fifteen and up, they're being exposed to these messages. You guys don't think so? Many women won't tell you this. Many women do get these messages, especially if they present themselves to be a prostitute. But these women think they're presenting themselves as just to be an Instagram model, 
right? They want to wear the wig and the makeup and the party scene and the booty and the tight dress, the sweater dress, legs, heels. And then they get these messages. And oh, why am I getting these messages? They're getting these messages. Trust me. Let's continue. On the side of nose, what does that urophilia, what? And everything. Okay, so that's enough about this one. I think eventually she doesn't even, let's see if she reveals if she did it. Go, like, who's forcing you to even actually stay in Dubai? They're paying you for your flight and for everything else. Yes. Before you leave. Be smart. Think smart, not. So she said she turned it down. She's not into it, thanks, and all that stuff, which, okay, you know, we'll just listen to that. She turned it down. Now, let's take it to this woman right here. This woman is a flight attendant. Remember, we warned you about these things. Flight attendants got mad secrets, guys. Flight attendants keep mad secrets. They're not to be trusted. Let's go in here. This is a woman who claims to be a flight attendant, and she's going to talk about her flight attendant friends and her. Listen closely. She's going to admit that she's done some of these things, too. Not exactly the things that the other girls did, which is going to be capity cap cap as well. Let's hear this one. Are you guys learning anything? Pay attention to yourself out here, guys. What's really going out in this world on the dark side, you guys do not want to know, guys. You guys are not ready for this world. <laughs> Worry about yourself and then get to the position of leveraging options. And by the way, these are women that you're running game on. These are women that you're cold approaching. Yes, they are. These are women that you're cold approaching on airlines. Yeah, I was talking to this flight attendant one day. I've heard a couple of dating coaches. Yeah, man, you know, I'll be picking up flight attendants. What? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> That's like bragging about picking up nurses. It's like, boy, these are the dirtiest people in the industry. You think these are the good girls? I know flight attendants, and I know flight attendant stories. These are 304s. Stop. All right, let's continue. Not all of them, but you know what I mean. In general, let's hear her admission. I have is this. My personal experience with it is this, okay? So I'm doing a flight, and a friend says to me that on her previous flight, she was flying with this girl in um, first class. And so they're, they're sitting in the galley chatting as we do, you know, galley chat, whatever. And the girl's like, yeah, babe. She's like, I'm just trying to get my fiber in. And she's like eating all this shit that like she's eating her oatmeal. She's eating Greek yogurt. She's like, she's eating all this shit, right? And the girl. Oh, man. But what's going on with the UK women? They seem to be easy. Somebody said, how are nurses 304s? Every now and then we get a lot of new people. Sorry for the new people. I know there's a lot of new people here. <laughs> you haven't heard of coaches, top 10 professions, three or four professions. Nurses overwhelmingly come in as the number one profession. But I know there's a lot of new people. This guy's like, how are nurses three or four? Where have you been? Please state your age. Please state your age. Tell me you're, tell me you're not over 22. <laughs> tell me you're not over 22. Come on, man. We got to get the damn you wet behind the ears still. You can't even pee straight, bro. Do you pee in the toilet? He 32. Brenda's in here too. Why nurses? Oh, nurses are number one. Let's get Anyway, he said, I'm serious. I, I can't even do it. We'll, we'll do it another time, man. We'll do it another time. <laughs> nurses are number one by far. They, they, they're crushing flight attendants at this point. Anyway, let's continue. 
by the way, if you're a nurse in here and you're claiming that I'm wrong, please tell me you've been working by yourself in a nursing office by yourself. You don't know no other nurse. A nurse will come up in here and be like, yeah, I don't know any. That's not true. Dude, I know you know nurses. I know nurses. They're going to act like I don't know any of the nurses like that. Oh, my God. What? First of all, the biggest advantage flight attendants and nurses has, now that we're off subject, the biggest advantage that a nurse has is the fact that they work a non-traditional schedule. If you don't know, availability is the biggest part of the game. If you know that hairdressers similar, they run a non-traditional schedule. So that opens them up to do things and keep it on the low. A nurse typically works three twelves, three twelves. Learn it. They work three days, three 12 hour shifts. That means they have four days off many times. You guys got to know the game. If you work three twelves, that means that's four days off. Not many people have four days off, which opens them up to do something else in those three to four days. And they have all day to do it. They can work a side business. They can go do a sneaky link. They can have lunch. They can travel. They can do whatever. So this is you guys got to write down the game. I've been around. You guys act like I don't know what I'm talking about. I messed around. You guys thought I was a virgin and you found out, oh, I was in these streets too. That's how you find out. In these streets. And not only that, even with the doctors, they're around rich men, doctors. They're, they're, they got it. They got the availability. 312s of a work day, they have a lot of available time to do some crazy shit. And every nurse knows a crazy, super folk, a super freaky 304 nurse. Every nurse knows one. So for a nurse to come in here and be like, what are you talking about? Stop. I did videos on this, at least three or four, and I've done TikToks on this. I've done videos that got banned on this. It's just the reality of the situation. And I've messed around with a lot of nurses. So this is the truth. Yes, and they're around surgeons and anesthesiologists and doctors. They're around very wealthy men, many of them sneaky linking. Uh, they're, they're, they're very good. Oh, hi, doctor. And they go into private doctor's offices. Stop. Stop it. Let's continue. Now that we got off of that, y'all be y'all got to learn the game. All right. Anyway. And the girl's like, okay, cool. She's like, I, I didn't ask her nothing. Like, but she kept telling me like, oh yeah, I've got to get my fiber in. I've got to get my fiber in. Like she really, really wanted to tell her little secret. Right. So the girl finally is like, okay. So I was like, okay, like, why are you, like, why are you, why do you need so much fiber? You know, like I took the bait, like, oh, why do you need all this fiber? And the girl was like, honestly, babes, like. I get paid to shit on Emirati men <laughs> and I've got to eat all my fiber. I forgot the sense of <laughs> So literally this girl was like in the galley eating like all of this fiber because after the flight, she was going on a boat to shit on some Emirati dude. Okay. So in this case, the woman's doing the action instead of receiving many times it could go back and forth. She's doing the action. So again, what did she identify going on a boat? going to the Emirates. When you see young women on the boat, guys, I just want you to know don't hear the, oh, I just went on the boat and nothing happens. I want You guys got to wake up. <laughs> if you believe this stuff, 
I don't know what to tell you. It, as a man, do you get invited on boats? No, you do not. There's a reason you don't get invited on boats. <laughs> and there's a one reason why you don't get invited on boats. It's because you are not a woman. In order for you to get invited on a boat, you need to buy a boat. And then such, you will see how easy it is for women to jump on your boat. So she went on a boat and then she went to do these actions. I meant to censor it for YouTube, but anyway. Right. And so, <laughs> so, she, she so the questions that I've gotten are like, oh, like, do flight attendants do it? Uh oh, like, listen. Yes. yes. <laughs> listen, listen. She giving y'all game. Do flight attendants do it? Oh, uh, yeah. So this is an example of a nurse that's actually being honest, saying, yes, I know that there's some flight attendants that out there doing this. Instead of her coming in and say, not all flight attendants do it, she's actually being honest. I do know some flight attendants that do this, yes. That's what all nurses to say to me when they hear me tell the story because they know what I'm saying is true of many of their compadres, compatriots, whatever it is. Let's continue. Yes, flight attendants do it. Um where does it land? The chest and the mouth uh -oh, um, is usually where where it would go. <laughs> she laughing. She goes, sitting on it, dude. You know what I mean? You're she, eating all this fiber on board. You know, you're getting a good little meal in. And then you're like pooping his mouth. Who's paying you $20,000 to do it? Like, honestly, if I. $20,000. $20,000. that Guys, it is even more than that. If the woman's popular. If the woman's popular on social media, this probably up to 50,000 for one weekend of some stuff. And she can just, you know, she can forget about it. Go to therapy. You wonder why people keep saying they want to go to therapy. They experience some of this stuff at a very young age. I don't know if you guys know this. Women experience some crazy shit. And this is why I, I don't sympathize for them. But I understand when women are young, they go through some stuff. And many of the stuff you never know about, they don't tell you. And some of the stuff they repress, some of the stuff they hope to forget, some of the stuff. So then they bring that to you. And if it's unresolved, this is some serious damage coming in. Some of the stuff, okay, Zach, Zick just said it. Some of the stuff they volunteer for. Yes, that is true too. Some of the stuff they don't volunteer. Some of the stuff they volunteer for. Or they passively hope it doesn't turn into that. Oh, you want to fly me to Dubai and put me on your boat? I'll go. And then they show up. Then they find out what it is. And they go, what? All right. Which is we call feigning ignorance. You should have known it was that. They went to the frat party when they were in high school. And then something went wrong. Well, you should have known, right? But you can't blame the victim. And then something happened. And then they kept it. Then they're in therapy. <laughs> right. But. Sometimes they go knowing there could be a payoff as well. They could find the Chad. They could find the millionaire. They could find the sugar daddy. They could get $20 million that fly. Somebody could just give them shoes and money for free for doing nothing. That's what their hope is. There's a, there's a lottery payoff at the end. This is why they put themselves in these situations, which is basically the story of Little Red Riding Hood. Mm. Little Red Riding Hood was that story. I'll go off into the forest. I'll go, don't go there. Make sure you don't go there. You're going to go there. And there's going to be the big bag wolf. I ain't worried about no big bad wolf. And so you were told not to go into the forest picking flowers and go. Don't go over there. The big bad wolf's over there. Red Riding Hood didn't care. 
Red Riding Hood said, F that big bad wolf. Then the big bad wolf showed up and she acted stupid. Like, what? <laughs> You're here? Oh my God, what? Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here's, here's where she's going to admit. I had no morals and values. Like, I would do it too. I, um, when Wait, I let me went go back. pooping in somebody's mouth who's paying you $20,000 to do it. Like, honestly, if I had no morals and values, like I would do it too. I, um, when I went, uh -oh. I didn't get paid for nothing. Cause I didn't, I didn't do nothing. I just uh -oh. had a good time. I was just a good time girl. <laughs> what? Uh Oh, did you catch that gentleman? Did you catch that? You know what I heard? <laughs> she started shuffling. Oh, yes, she did, ma'am. You started shuffling. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. She got caught in her own story, gentlemen. Well, if I didn't have morals, I would do it. But, uh, yeah, I was there. And, uh, you know, I'll just, you know, let's go play that back. Look at that smile. That's the smile she says, not me, coach. I'm not like them other girls. And that's you. I've never done that. Look at it. That's she sitting across from me. You know, I know friends that did it. That's what the girl said, LaMelo Ball's girl. Well, I had friends that did it, but I didn't do it. I was at the house. I was on the boat. I was there. I was there at the whole house. I didn't do nothing, no. And then she looks at you like this. Let's play it again. This is why you got to let women talk. And when you when they talk, you got to listen for them to tell on themselves. And they are going to tell on themselves. And when they tell on themselves, just note it. Don't call them out. Just note it and get your get the skedaddling. Let's continue. Wow paying you $20,000 to do it. Like, honestly, if I had no morals and values, like I would do it too. I, um, uh Oh, um, um, look, look, I, um, mm, she's like, damn, I already didn't open my mouth. I don't want you to know this. Sorry. I keep interrupting. I want you to know this about women. This is, this is in the slide at them. Even women will admit this. Women don't think about what they're going to say before they say it. Men typically plan out things that they're going to say. Even if it's dumb, they plan to say that shit. Women just run off at the mouth. And then they start digging a hole that they can't get out of. They start their, their mouth start writing a check that they ask can't cash. So they don't pre-think. They just hit the like, they get to hit the, hit the video button and the record button and they just start jibber jabbing. And then she starts getting digging a hole. So then look at her. She's starting to dig in a hole. And then bah, 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 here she comes. Let's go ahead and keep playing it. When I went, I didn't get paid for nothing because I didn't I didn't do nothing. I just had a good time. I was just a good time girl. <laughs> I got a little bit of money. <laughs> oh, she said, what? Look, she quiet. <laughs> she said, I got a little bit of money. All right, I did a little bit. I did a little something, something. She said she got a little bit of money. I was just a good time girl. <laughs> I got a little bit of money. <laughs> unbelievable. It's not unbelievable. The story that me. went viral was her getting shot on. That's interesting, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's maybe there's a girl who did that. Maybe there's some girls who did that. But the point is that 
it's not a scandal to any of us. Like everybody knows about it. So for me, it's just weird that everybody's like, oh my God, there's this scandal. And like, everybody's like, oh my God, I thought this was only in the UK. Now, to be fair, you do have to understand that UK babes have a bit of like, UK babes, I'm so sorry to say, I have a bit of like a reputation in Dubai and like they, they will do anything for, you know, a little dollar or whatever. Oh my God, UK brothers. You hear this? United Kingdom brothers, man. Yo, y'all got it bad. In America, it ain't no better. They ain't got no morals. They in for the money, the dollar. Guys, it. where's the game guys at? In this marketplace, it's monetized. This marketplace is monetized. And especially if these people think there are eight, nine, or ten, it's you don't even want to know, brothers. It's easy as one, two, three. The dark side is litty. Let's continue. This is someone's future wife. Yes, it is. Let's continue. Whatever. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if if yes, some girls were getting shit on. Um why did I do that? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but the what in the world is that? So she, this girl from hotel to hotel, look at her. Um, why did I do that? Oh, 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 oh. Man, hey, these are y'all future wives out here, brothers. Dude, these people. In these streets. And then you marry them. And then down the line, let's do a whole bunch of super chats. Down the line, then we'll get into a main event. Down the line, this is what you're asking your wife. 10 years into your marriage. Beautiful, I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You be in these what? <laughs> I believe a two should be tied up in these streets. I believe a two should be tied up in these streets. Yep. Because the streets come calling and she dries up like the Sahara Desert on you. Guys, I hope you learned something today. This is why I tell you, just play. Some, some, some people are for play, guys. Some people are for wifing. Some people are for play. But it's getting hard to figure out who's who. And let's get to these super chats. I got to get them. I got to get them. Wow, wow, wow. Unbelievable. Shout out to Brits Clown Coach. Haven't super chatted in a while. And I got you. Big dough butter. Loyalty and love is just a figment of your imagination. You can't win. You can't win. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, at Manny. Says longtime subscriber from January 2020 when I filed for divorce. She gave me scissors and now just completed my first Lambo. I think you just copped it. Wow, you got the first Lambo in two years. You saved my life. Free agent lifestyle for the win. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> you can follow my advice or not. Abel returns to Eden regarding real estate. Please talk about squatters and squatters' rights. Never let anyone stay in your house. After two weeks, they have squatters' rights. It's scary. 100% facts. Do not let a relative sit over uh, your house. And I won't say, I'll say six days, but if they go a week, sometimes two weeks, they get squatters rights. Meaning how do you have to get them out? Somebody put, how would you have to get your relative out if they refuse to leave? Can you kick them out? Can you lock the doors? What do you have to do legally to get rid of your resident, your, your relative in many municipalities, put it down. This is the reality of real estate. All right, Lamar Moore, somebody needs to tell the chick who did the Plain Jane video. It's barbecue in there. Oh, boy. It's barbecue in there. You have to take legal actions, which is called eviction. You have to evict your relative legally, which means when you file for an eviction, it doesn't process it immediately. You have to serve the relative in your property more than likely. Then you've filed eviction 
and the person still living there saying, I refuse to leave. They don't have to leave. If the eviction courts are backed up, which what happened during the pandemic, they could stay for six months. Many people don't pay their mortgages for up to a year and still live in their uh, house because the eviction process is very, very slow. So be careful with this. And you got to give them 30 day. Uh, you got to give them 30 day notice. That's the other part that we forgot there. You can't kick them out and say, leave now. They have 30 days to leave. You guys literally have to know the law when it comes to this. Okay. You got to give them 30 day notice to leave your, your property. And that goes for squatters. If you have a place that's vacant and you show up to do some rehab, somebody lives there. What are you doing here? Get out. They have rights. No, they don't have to get out. You have to serve them with an eviction process. And then you also have to give them 30 day notice to leave your property. Okay. It's. Yeah, I'm giving I the, the game that I give you is not bullshit. It is some real, real game. There's real life consequences to the shit. The dictator says, sorry, coach. I think I gave her confidence. <laughs> All right. Dictator, you out here. You one of the nasty boys I see. Oh, that's nasty. And he also says Cheyenne Reynolds went to Dubai. I'm not sure who that is. Kodak White, damn UK down tremendously. UK definitely down tremendously. Marriage causes divorce. The U marriage causes divorce. The UK divorce system controlled by the single moms. L to the UK. L to the UK. Okay. L to the UK. Okay. All right. Let's go to Cash App and see the recent activities over there. We'll get it done, and we're going to have the main event coming up. We're going to talk about the real deal about owning houses. Houses. Not real estate. Not property. Houses. Shout out to my man. We'll put in, um, we'll call you Corin. He says, put me in, coach. You want Kaylee in the building. And listen, you can't go wrong with a little bit of Kaylee in your life. Yeah, the nasty boys are here. Hi, my name is Haley. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throwing fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. All right, Crypto Keeper, no need for notice when you live within a gated community where the security needs to phone you to let any guests into the compound. Interesting on that one. I'm not sure about time frame, but yeah. Somebody says, stop feeding them. All right, yeah, you need to get that eviction notice. Don't play games out here. Life is a business. Oh, yeah, you can stay for a little bit. They stay over and say they're welcome. welcome, And, you you know, you force them to leave. They can sue you. All right, whoa, we got pretty. Randy K in the building, hello. Mr. Greg Adams, happy holidays to you and yours. And I would like some feed pictures, definitely, over there. All right, over there. I appreciate you. All right, young lady, somebody sent me some Bitcoin. All right, I don't know what I'm going to do with that now, but I'll stack it. I'll stack it. Let me say, sweet lady, would you be mine? Send them feet pictures this last time. All right, Matt says, all of my friends are buying homes that are three, four, and $500,000. Nobody has thought about retirement, health, and how they actually pay more than the house is worth. Circus music, cue it up. And then also, the biggest part of this article you're going to see is the idea of what a house really is. And I think there's people trying to tell us, but there's also the boomer idea that a house is an investment, which is not always true. But it also is a situation where that's their only investment, which is somewhat dumb. All right, so we'll get to that. That, it, that always doesn't work out either, where they use the house as their singular investment tool. 
And that is not smart, right? That's like putting all your eggs in one basket, but we'll get to that. All right. He also says super chat. He says, got a rental back in, uh, back in 2018, which is a turnkey, but the catch was I screened the heck out of the applicants and didn't accept section eight. It can definitely work, but you got to get your base covers. Uh, you got to cover your bases. Thankfully, my tenants are old and quiet. Do your due diligence. Absolutely. And then you also have to worry about if you are doing anything discriminatory, you can get rung up on that as well. So say, for instance, you say, I only want old Latino people. That's a discrimination lawsuit, right? You can't verbalize that. I only want old people. You're just going to get a discrimination from the equal opportunity, uh, uh, the housing I can't remember equal opportunity and housing authority or whatever it is called. That's a discrimination lawsuit. You can't say I'm not going to rent to single mothers. You can't even say it in a super chat in a no government name. If they find out you own property and some guys, people legally go after that. People do not, not legally people intentionally go after lawsuits like that. Right. If a person knows that this is a white community and they don't typically rent to blacks or blacks that are single parents, blacks that are, they'll intentionally go to try to rent over there, get discriminated against, prove the prove the discrimination and get legal recourse from you. Guys, this is real. You can't say no single mothers. You can't say no new married couples. You can't say no new couples that just met each other six months ago and you guys are both 22 and you know, you're trying to make a life for yourself. You can say, no, I'm not going to rent to y'all because y'all a new couple. You're going to get a legal action. That's discrimination. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, you can't say a person with no babies. Oh, uh, no, you have babies. I don't know if you can say dogs. No, you got two dogs. You can literally say, I don't want dogs in my property, right? You can say something like that. But yeah, you can say no, no new babies. So there's a lot of things where you can get paid on this. And if you want to hustle, go ahead and do it. It's kind of sketchy. Okay. We got um, no government name. Coach, I've been in real estate for almost 20 years. It's wild how many people get taken advantage of. Yes, please tell us. The worst mistake is when people take out equity on their home to buy a Range Rover <laughs> or consolidate debt. He says you turn your 10K credit card debt into a 30-year loan. Tough. Guys, I've seen many people do shit like this, right? It's crazy. Um, Travis says, I, uh, he says, a lot of people don't know the reason Jim Carrey became more spiritual and serious in life was because he gave a woman uh, herpes to, this is all alleged, by the way, and she deleted herself because of it. Wow. This is mainstream news, okay? I had to put allegedly in there. Mm, that's serious shit. And he definitely is on his spiritual journey. We got Larry Leisure paying dues, coach. He says, can't talk about the smart hat, <laughs> the smart hats. We're going to call them the smart hats. Can't talk about the smart hats and Ukrainians getting Billy uh, for fighting a war in Skittles community, just unveiling the all lives matter flag. I've never heard of that either. He says, which is now includes a red umbrella for sex workers. What? <laughs> I don't know what to say. He says, but hey, black folks got stimulus checks and hip hop. Is this true? There's a flag with for sex workers now on the rainbow flag. Guys, you guys get look. Guys, you're telling me I you're got trying to deny the fact that there's a monetized sexual marketplace. 
They now got a flag. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I can find this. Uh, this seems to be true. This seems to be true. Although I'm using Wiki, this is a quick search just to show you what I've been built. This is a teaching moment. Wow, there it is. S SW's inclusive progress. Wait, progress. SW inclusive progress pride flag. And uh, what is all? What does this mean? I don't even know what this means. Is this new? This what date is this? August twenty seventh. August August twenty two. What is this? <laughs> hey man, y'all better catch up to the world, man. That that flag is going crazy. All right, I can't even tell what what is meant to be what. Okay, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of PayPal, so I apologize in advance. Okay, I, that means I have to sign back in. So let me get these brothers, and then we're gonna get into the main event. And then, uh, yeah, Rosalinda and them coming to clean the crib. All right, so I got to make sure I'm off by. And I got a coaching call at 12, so I got to make sure. Das Token says, in my house, I'm currently rebuilding my retaining wall, building a gate, a fence, replacing the water heaters, replacing receptacles, and I do all the contract work. Shout out to you. One of the best things you can do if you want to get into real estate is to be handy. If you know how to use tools, if you know how to do carpentry, you might just be able to do it simply. Now, it's going to take a long time, right? But if you're handy and you can do and lay plank and wood floors, you can paint. Um, you don't mind getting out your power saw and cutting shit up and measuring shit. You could do a Bob the Builder. <laughs> he said that Bob the Builder ass. If you're a Bob the Builder, builder, you can make a killing, not only in real estate. You can actually do other people's stuff. <clears throat> Sorry. But yeah. If you're a handyman, I think real estate is for you if you gear towards that and you have the income, right? Because then when stuff happens, you can replace windows. You know what I mean? You can replace a water heater. You can go right down to Lowe's, get Lowe's, take your truck, throw that mother sucker in the truck, drive it. You strap it down in your truck. You drive, hit on back home, put the water heater in, turn the water off, turn the water heater, put it in, turn the water heater back on. Boom. You like you saving thousands of dollars. But if you're not Bob the Builder, that water heater about to cost you your oh, arm and a leg, just the installation. Mm. So that is the, yeah, if you a bookman ass, yes, you know how to put siding on, put up drywall. Now you're going to save money, but you don't save time, obviously. Yeah, that's a $1,000 install, and you got to get him on the schedule, and that means you're going to go days potentially with no hot water. But if you know how to do it, your, your tenant's not going to go days without hot water. Or you're not going to pay your plumber or the person who's installing it uh, an emergency fee. Guys, just know, man, it, it, there's installation fee and emergency fee. We're going to get into this because if, if you got to get something replaced fast because you have a tenant, you can't keep your tenant without hot water. You know this. This is going to be, they can break the lease. They can sue you. That's bad. You can't be like, okay, wait a week. Wait a week, I'll have the water heater in. You can't do that if you're a property manager and you own property. You can't do that. You need to put that shit in right then and there or else, you know what I mean? They have a problem with their HVAC. 
and it's the winter, and they say the heat doesn't work. Oh, the heater's not working. Okay, wait a week. Dude, you're going to get effed over. That is um that definitely is a break the lease. I think you could possibly break the lease on that one. If they don't do that, you can't let your tenants freeze. <laughs> All right. So guys, know with this with real estate, you got to go react quickly meaning if you don't have the resources to go get the heater, be resourceful to put the water heater in or have a plumber that can get to them right away and you can afford the heater, get it to the get it to your place, get it to your residency, then have it put in. Yo, slumlords don't care. Yeah, they don't care. But yeah, anyway. Uh, Kaylin says maintenance for homes, cars, women, and children all have one thing in common. They all cost more than men themselves. They cost more than men themselves. All together. Yeah, if you're a slumlord, you might be able to get away with that. And slumlords is a whole different part of the game whole different part of the game but no but knowing this knowing this if you do go into th this type of ownership and investment you're going to run into that water heater problem at least two times and if you have i would say two times per property take it or take it or leave it caitlin says i've been told so many times that money is the root of all evil even biggie said more money more problems but i would say the love of money but yes uh, guys when you do get more money it gets more hairy for you it's not simple. It's not a slam dunk life. Not only that, the bigger you are, the harder they fall, or the higher you are, the harder you fall, faster you fall, or whatever it is. Guys, when you get more money, the, the idea is you don't want to lose any of the money, and you don't want to lose the position that money gave you. So it gets it, you're, you're more antsy. Jay Cool, coach, these plain Janes and pretty girls here still will not see me. Since I'm invisible to them as far as the dating market goes, this is why they say beyond revealing who they are does not mean that much to me, but accepting reality and working around my limitations or destroying those limitations is where it's at nonetheless. And although I do not use this word this time, while, well, not. All right, wait. And although I did not use the word this time, while. I didn't get that last part. The longer you fall, that too. Right, the the higher you are, the longer you fall. There's all of these things, guys. Yeah, so we tell you what the real is here. It's good to have available resources. Also, you do not want to get into sort of the position where you lose that resource. What do you do now? And you also have. We also tell you. Um, I also tell you that this is blue chip mindset. Let's say you have increased your income, but your obligations have increased as well. Okay, and a lot of people forget that. So you want to go from 50K to 250K. But you think your bills are going to look like the bills you have when you make 50K. That's a mistake a lot of people make. That's a mistake a lot of people make. So you live on 50K and your electric bill is $30. But typically, not always, if you start making 250K, typically you probably would move into a better neighborhood. You move into a bigger place. You move, you start doing things at the 250. But what then tends to happen is when you do that, your your light bill or your electric bill is not $30 anymore. It is now 150. Okay, it goes up. So everything becomes relative as you move up and increase. Then your car, your appetite increases. 
Now, there's going to be that one person that says, well, you can just go minimalist. That, you know, I get it. I get it. Yes, that's just the pipe dream for most Americans. Most Americans start to eat at their resources as they increase. They don't just minimalize. Everything goes up. Lifestyle, you won't, you won't sit in coach anymore. You're going to fly first class to shit. Certain cars can fly in your neighborhood. You know what I mean? Everything starts to go up. Kaylin says, clearly LaMelo didn't listen to his dad. Yes, when it comes to today's women, if he isn't careful, he might end up like Alonzo. And that's going to be, I believe, the last PayPal. But a lesson to you parents, you can't control your child and you got to let your children live their lives. LaMelo Ball, his father, LaVar, told these boys everything to expect in life. And everybody called him a misogynist. I know I, I know I pronounced it wrong, but everybody called him that. And now, now that's not true. Now look at his boys. Now they all fell for they they all fell for the trap. One got arrested in China, not for stealing chicken allegedly, but for stealing sunglasses. The other one got baby mama trapped, and then this one got a parasitic uh, former doo Dubai potty porta potty allegedly Instagram model. Guys, you can't. You guys want to pass your legacies on to these boys and girls. And they got to learn their lesson. You know what I mean? Sometimes they don't listen. Shout out to Only Night says the barbecue funds in here. It's barbecue in there. No government name says are downtowns considered upper class? They can be. There's downtown areas that are definitely considered upper class. Now, the problem with downtown upper class areas is they are a block or two away from the slums. Mm. It don't be. It's not that fast for you to roll up to the slums. That's the problem with downtown upper class areas because the slums are right around the corner. You and also you be hearing the Amalams all day long and you living moving on up to the east side. And the Amalams be outside just like they outside two blocks away, right around the corner. So that's the thing. That's the that's the bad thing. That's the downside of 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 downtown upper class areas and the police and the hospital, and traffic. You know what I mean? Like, you still dealing with bullshit that you like, you know, I can afford to miss all this bullshit. And you will get your shit broken into, and you don't have a garage, and you you parking in the underground gate, gated shit, they still breaking in your shit. Like, you will end up eventually going, I just want to avoid all of this. Okay. That means it's the main event time in the building here. Thank you for hitting the like button. I haven't checked the like I haven't checked the likes, but let's get into this housing situation here. And remember, this is a talk about housing, meaning single family residences. This is not typically talking about real estate. There's various forms of ownership of real estate. You can own, we'll go over it again, commercial, residential. You can also own single family homes, multiple family homes. You can own land. You can own industrial land. You can own acres of land for multi-purpose uses, uh, depending on how it's going to be zoned. You can, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things. I'm not talking about all of that. And I'm not talking about the what ifs. Do not to give me the can, should, and would, and you could do this and you could do that. We're going to give you the statistics. Now, this comes from a source article. This is the source article that someone shared with me on the local channel. And there's your flag again, but we don't want to talk about this flag. And the article of the source article, the home ownership society. Wait, the home owners. Sorry. The home ownership society was a mistake. And the, side, the byline is going to be real estate should be treated as consumption, not investment. Now, the boomers 
And the old generation Xers have told you for a long time, and I've been one to figure out real fast that this investment strategy is not a significantly smart one by itself on its face value. Sure, it can work. If the market's great, you can flip. If the market's great, you can downgrade. There's a whole bunch of things that could go right. And there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Economic downturn, housing crash. You can also have raising interest rates. You can also have people like, let's say, for instance, Las Vegas, Phoenix, uh, Atlanta. What will typically happen is the markets are bad in another place and you'll get an influx in, place, uh, in, in citizens from other states particularly California and New York and Illinois. So these people come invade your area. They drive the price of the houses up to the point where locals can no longer afford to buy them on their income and then thus put you out of the market for using housing as an investment tool. So if I lived in Nevada seven years ago and I thought my dream in 10 years was to get into the house flipping market in Nevada in 10 years well there you go that busted because then the californians came in and they drove the prices up so now you thought you were going to be buying five houses at 250 but now every house costs 450 470 you need another plan because you as a local can no longer afford that. You're not going to be able to do it unless you had significant income. If you're doing it and you are got basically got a shoestring budget, you're going to get screwed. So this is the idea that comes to the one single family ownership, not other sources of real estate. Boomers have told you to buy a house. They also told your ass to go to college. How did that work out? It worked out for some, but for some, it was a damn abject disaster. And even for the people that it worked out for, they're still in student loan debt. So let's just put things in perspective. Some people earn way more money than they would have without that degree, but they still got student loan debt. And they're still under the obligation of debt slavery. So take it or leave it. Yes, some people, it worked out and they got their degree and got a job, but some people are still imprisoned by the debt. Let's just put things and keep it real. Not everybody that went to college benefited. Not everybody that got a degree benefited. Same thing as home ownership. You got to buy a home. You got to go to college. Well, look at what happens. Okay. Let's get real here. Okay, so that's going to be the source article, but Let's talk about this and talk about the realities for many millennials in Gen Z. Accordingly, the people who control the world, new, 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 new world have figured out that they don't want you to own a damn thing. They figured that shit out. They said, why don't we get to the position where these people own nothing and enjoy their life as opposed to going through these situations where we keep having these busted up ass markets. So there's a tweet. By yours truly, the World Economic Forum. New, 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 new world order. This is allegedly something that they said. Now they're trying to walk it back. Welcome to 2030. Yes, that's what year I'm in. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. Wow. <laughs> Sounds interesting, boy. Anyway, that's going to be the future. Millennials and Gen Z, for many of them to buy a home, it's a pipe dream. At this particular point in our economy, could it change? Yes, but it's a pipe dream for many of them. And that's a true, hardcore truth about ownership. They ain't never going to see hide nor hair of owning no damn home. Not like the boomers owned a home 
And if you're a boomer, you better understand that real quick. Do not tell no Gen X, Gen Z or, or no millennials to run out and buy a house. Now, if you live in the Midwest, yes. If you live somewhere in the, outside of Atlanta, Georgia, in coming Georgia, some shit like that, maybe they can still do that. But most no. Now, if you're a single person, most likely not. You don't have the income, qualifications, or any of that. You're just going to be a debt slave. Now, that's just the hardcore truth about it. You can be mad at this and say, well, it's still possible. Let's talk about this. I'm giving y'all a whole bunch. Yes, we're giving you a mouthful. I'm giving you a mouthful of coach. Pause. Uh, here's the philosophies about home ownerships, and they vary depending on who you follow. They vary greatly. This is Grant Cardone. Uh, Grant Cardone says in his philosophy, if it has one door, rent it. If it has many doors, own it. His philosophy is don't own one door, okay, because you're going to lose money over time and you're going to get caught in the swindle more likely because you're a normie. Now, oh, I could do this and I could do that. He was like, nah, don't do that. Uh, own many doors and then own those. And then with that money, you can rent the place that you want. You can rent the place that you live. Meaning if I own a whole bunch of places in Tallahassee and I rent them out, I can live in Miami and have property. I, I can I can win that way. You don't have to agree with this, but I find this valuable as I find other people's ideas about ownership valuable. But this is just his philosophy. Many of his followers follow it. And then he went and bought a house on the beach and everybody was pissed at him. What he then said was, listen, I'm in a different position. For most people, this applies to you. You can't buy a $30 million house on Malibu, right? You understand. So he's like, I got to the point where I can afford it. Let's go to another philosophy. Another philosophy by Robert Kiyosaki that was put in the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that a lot of boomers scoffed at, but he was right. Your house is not an asset. Because we were trained to believe a house is an investment tool and an asset. Many people learned that was not true. Some people were able to capitalize off of homes being an asset. But let's go back. If you own one single family residence and you own it as an asset, Robert Kiyosaki believes that you own a liability, not an asset. And by the way he breaks it down, it is somewhat true. If you've ever owned a home, rented a home, you know you work for that home. Anything you work for is not an asset. You do work. If you own a home, if you own real estate, you do what? Mow the lawn, you, you trim the hedges, you paint the walls, you work for it. You got to go to a job in order to pay for that. That is not going to be in the asset category typically. And this is his philosophy. You don't have to agree with it. But many people found out that to be true. You don't own that home. Not, now, not to mention the fact there's other philosophies that come with this where you rarely never own your home. You share this common interest with banks if you have a mortgage. We'll talk about the percentage of people who actually pay off their home. but And it's higher than many people think, but it's lower than you think. The banks own the home. You're actually somewhat subleasing it right in a common interest or you're paying down the uh, interest for about uh if you look at any um gosh dang it any um uh, what's the table oh amateurization amateurization chart any amateurization chart if you have a 30-year mortgage which people traditionally do you pay down the interest for the first 12 years no principal very little principal mostly interest most of the time if you buy a house it's going to be almost it's going to be greatly the, the, the interest is almost going to be somewhat double. Let's just say that as a fair rule. It's going to be somewhat double. Your house is 250, your 
your interest is 150. So now the house is 400. So over time, you're just paying down interest, very little principal. Now, if you miss a payment, if you miss a series of payments and you get evicted, meaning the house is foreclosed on you by the bank, the bank takes back possession. You don't have any interest in the property, even though you put money into that property for 12 years. You stop paying. You lose all of the value you put in and the potential value of selling it. A lot of people get in that situation. It's not great numbers, but a lot of people find themselves in that situation because a mortgage is over a long period of time. You got into it when your life was good. There was a bad part of your life, a bad economy, and that shifted the way your ownership was. You got a divorce. You had to move for a job last minute. You had to uh, economic downturn. You couldn't afford it no more. There's a lot of situations where that happened and you get nothing back. If you do any creative type of funding, let's talk about that. You have PMI, which is a killer for many people. So you pay less than 20%. You're going to get PMI, which is uh, mortgage insurance. Then you pay that on top of the interest and the principal. That tends to eat up on your funds. And a lot of people are ignorant of the fact that you're going to pay PMI. Not only that, if you have a um, uh, additional taxes, meaning regional taxes, such as the um, in Southern California in Orange County, they have what's called a, uh, I can't even remember what it is, but there's a regional tax that supports the infrastructure, the schools, the fire department. You have to pay that in addition to the principal interest primary uh, PMI. And if you live in an HOA, you have to pay the HOA dues. Now, we haven't even got to county taxes, property taxes. We haven't even got to that. A lot of people are blindsided by that. They're blindsided by this. And they're going, what is all of this shit? So your payment is one six, uh, 1600 Let's just say that's a low payment. But by the time you throw in the regional tax, the county tax, by the time you throw in the PMI, by the time you throw in this shit, now you went from 1600 with your principal and interest. Now you're paying an SS of budgeting 2500 to 28. Yo, man, I mean, it gets out of control really fast. And this is what buries people. This is what buries you. Not only that, let's talk about maintenance costs. Not only that, let's talk about maintenance costs. Here it is right here. Your house is not an SS, it's a liability. We won't read it, but Dave Ramsey is on the opposite side. Don't wait, buy a house now. You have people that have diverging opinions on this, and that, and it's fair. It's fine. But I'm just giving you some things to think about. I'm giving you some things to think about. Now, here, people are going to be like, well, all you have to do is, no, guys, that's not as simple as that. Uh, let's talk about, um, what are we talking about? Oh, maintenance costs. Oh, boy. Okay. Here it is right here. What does it cost? See, a house this is a it's like a living and breathing thing. You buy a house, the house is going to have problems. The house is going to need to be remodeled if you have it for a significant significant period of time. And I'm losing followers. I mean, I'm losing viewers on this, and that shows you people don't want this information. They just want me to go over here and clown women. But this is the blue chip mindset. Here's the reality of it: you need to remodel your house. You're going to need to remodel your house. Sometimes if you buy a house, you want to probably need to remodel it in the way, in the floor plan you desire. How much does it cost to remodel a house? Typically, depending on the square footage, the average cost to gut and remodel a house can any, be anywhere between $100,000 and $200,000. Okay, gut renovation cost per square foot ranges sixty dollars to $150,000. That includes new plumbing, appliances, structural improvements, new roof, and HVAC, and so forth and so on. This is an estimated cost. This is an estimated cost, but this is going to be a necessity. You can't get around this. 
the reason why you can't get around it is many times you might have to sell this property. If you sell this property with the old shit in it, you're probably going to not, it's not going to show as well. And then you might not be able to get the, the, the cost back. You might not be able to raise the cost and get the cost back. People don't see the value in it. Not only that, if, if, um, if I come into a house, every homeowner, every home buyer is different. I walk into a house. You might think, I might think this house is fantastic. I can walk into another house with the same outside, but the floor plan is slightly different and it doesn't fit my needs. And I think the house is trash. Not only that, your, your appliances are old, even though I might not be getting them. The appliances are old. The floor plan is jacked. I might have to paint. I might have to knock down the wall. I might have to do these things. And then once I buy it, I got to actually keep up with the maintenance of these things. This is going to be where people get screwed. I'm just letting you know. Some people are going to do well with this because they have the excess resources. They have the budgeting. They know what to do. A lot of people are flat out normies when it comes to this. They have no clue. And I'll show you proof that they don't have clues because this article right here. Let me see here. I, this, look at this article here. 72% of recent home buyers have regrets about their purchase. As the market cools, they these steps can help you avoid disappointment. Why are they disappointed in their home price? I mean, not their home. Why are they disappointed? Uh, let's see here. Let me see where that. Oh, this, this article actually does not point out why. Uh, let's see if I can actually get it. Oh, it says read more. This is going to be an ad. All right, it is an ad. But many of them are surprised at the cost, the closing cost, the home insurance, the process, how much it actually takes to run it. Okay. Many of them have delusions of grandeur. Many of them don't get their dream house. Many of them don't get their dream house because what tends to happen is you say, I'm going to go into the housing market. This is the cost. You go into the house. This is my budget. I want a $350,000 home, no more, no less. And I want four bedrooms, two bathrooms. I want 2,500 square feet. You walk into that and you're going to see it and go, shit, this is actually not exactly what I want. And then the real estate agent as a good seller will say, well, at 450, you can get this. And if you have a woman with you, she's going to go. The, you're going to go see the 450 houses and it's going to be like, this is what I want. So now is that an asset or a liability? It's going to be a liability because more than likely that means you're going to have to work just as much, just as harder or harder to meet that obligation. Your wife ain't going to care about it until the fact that you don't come home anymore. Why don't you come home? You're working late hours where well, I got to do what I got to pay for this house. And thus you have a problem now. You're not home enough. These things happen to normies so damn much. Guys, there's too many stories about this. This happens more than that people that capitalize on houses. This happens more than the guys that say, I made off like a bandit. And even they're lying. Oh, I sold my house for 25% more. And I say, how much did you put into the house? This is what gamblers do. I went to Vegas and I won $40,000. Yeah, but the previous weekend you went to Vegas and lost 60. Okay, see? Mm. Homeowners are liars. Buyers are liars. In real estate, we used to say buyers are liars. 
They be lying their ass off about everything. They credit score because they look in that credit karma. They lie about everything. They credit score, how much money they have, the down payment, where the down payment's coming from. But they be lying. I made, I bought my house for 450. I sold it for 600. I made 150. Mm. No, you didn't. <laughs> you did not make 150. I guarantee you every weekend when you were trimming the hedges and mowing the lawn or you paid a landscaper and you painted a wall and you put on the new roof and you did what? The water heater and you paid somebody to babysit, dog sit your house. You put that money in there. That you plunked it into your house. Every time you cut a tree, every time you put a pool in your backyard, come on, man. You pay with time, money, energy, attention, and time. You put time into that. You put sweat equity. You put elbow grease into that house. You did just not make 150. Many times you broke even closing costs to the mortgage company. You paid to keep them a house on the market for a long time. You know, let's get real. Let's get real about it. Let's have a real conversation about this. Not, not some fantasy. And I just made off like a bandit. Many times you just barely broke even. By the time you paid off the real estate commissioner, the commission to the real estate agent, 6%. That's the going rate, 6% if you're a normie, 5% if you live in a hot market, maybe down to 4% if you uh, got a good relationship with the realtor, 6%. That's three to the buyer's agent, three to the seller's agent. You pay that as the owner. You pay that to get it sold. You pay that 6%. Put that in there. So what about property taxes? Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, man, we, we just got to get it real. We got to get real about this conversation. And you thought I didn't know no shit. Could this work for people? Yes. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I'm just saying <laughs> this is what you better expect. And this article is going to iron this shit out. Let me get into a couple more tabs to set up my position and story here. So we got the renovation costs. What about this? Average cost to maintain the home, maintenance, maintenance in the house. You're going to need to maintain the house, guys. The house don't maintain itself. This is a cost that people then do not impute in the what they pay for the house. Budget $1 for every square foot of livable space, livable space. And if you have a 2,500 square foot, this is typical, not, not down to the penny. It's not science. $2,500 annually which is going to be $209 per month. Yeah, you need to buy that leaf blower. You need to, you want to put a canopy outside. You want to put a pool outside. You want to put one of those retractable uh, awnings. You want to put a retractable awning out there. You got to pay for this. You got to pay for the maintenance. Uh, some rooms creak, creaking. You need to get the HVAC guy out there. There's a plumbing issue. You pay for that. <laughs> all right, you pay for all that. This is the real deal. Now budget that. Yeah, you need to clean the gutters. You need to have the pool cleaner, landscaping. Oh, boy. Yeah, you got bats in your ceiling. You got termites. Oh, boy. You need to put a fence up. Ah, okay, so in your budget, you pay $1,600 a month. Property tax, toss on top of that. PMI, top on top of that. Interest in all that, top on top of that. Maintenance, top on top of that. Okay. Then remodeling on top of that. Come on, guys. Come on. You don't get to just pass this cost off to other people. Oh, I actually had this. When I moved into this house, there was a leak. For some reason, they didn't put attached the pipes. It's a new house, new build. They didn't uh, put an extra uh, 
uh, what is it called? It's like an S-shaped pipe to attach two pipes. There was a leak over the ceiling of my kitchen. Now, since it's a new build, they cover it. But if this wasn't a new build, because the new the builders cover that because it's a new build. But if it's not a new build and you get a leak in your ceiling, I don't even know what the bill was, but I wasn't about to pay that shit. Now, that could be a thousand bucks. Just like that. If you don't have that, you're out. You're out. Just like that. Just a simple thing like that caused a leak over my kitchen. Pest control. My neighbors seem to have problems with pests. I seem to not have them. I don't know what the problem is. They'd be like, hey, you getting these bugs? You getting these ants? I'm like, no. But they're getting them. So now you need pest control to come out. We also had rattlesnakes for a short period of time. And my neighbors seem to have gotten them. I've seemed to dodge the the bullet. But if you find a rattlesnake, you're going to need somebody to come out and get it. Okay. Let's get into some other doses, double doses of reality right here. Let's talk about the people who actually cash in. Let's get into the people who actually uh, do well with this. A surprising group of homeowners have paid off their mortgages. So uh, let me see here. We're getting down close to cutoff time here. But here it is right here. Mortgage delinquency surged. Mortgage delinquency surged. I'm not doom and gloom. We're giving you the reality. It surged to its highest rate since 2011 in this past June. But some Americans didn't have to worry about mortgage payments at all during the novel C-19. Some 38% of owner-occupied households. Tell me if you think that's a low percentage or high percentage. I would say that's higher than I believe. But they're saying that uh, 38% of owner-occupied households in the U.S. are completely paid off. But there's a caveat to that. There's a caveat to that. It says right here, in mortgage-free home ownership is higher among low-income families and in small cities with low housing costs. That's the caveat. And this is according to a new study by Construction Coverage, a Los Angeles-based construction content website. Now, the key caveat here, it explains it. This is not Los Angeles. This is not Phoenix. This is not Miami. This is not New York, Chicago, Houston, Dallas, Seattle, Portland, Milwaukee. This is not them. We're talking about small towns, small cities. With Yeah, this is Tyler, Texas. This is people that respond to me. Hey, coach, you're wrong on this. I live in Odessa. I live in the middle of Odessa, Texas. I live in Lubbock or Amarillo, Texas. You're an idiot. I bought my house at 250 and I paid it off. This is these people. I'm in Cheyenne, Wyoming, coach. What are you talking about? I live in Rock Rock Springs, Wyoming. I made off like a bandit in real estate. This isn't even Columbus. This is this isn't barely even Fresno. Coach, you're an idiot. I live in Humble, California. <laughs> I live in Midland. I live in Little Rock, Arkansas. I live in anywhere in the Louisiana Purchase Lands. I live in Topeka. Now, these people are telling me I'm an idiot, right? I bought a house, coach. <laughs> you're like so. So, again, yeah, Wyoming is ridiculously expensive. So again, let's put the let's put the cap on this. 
People who pay off homes, they're, you're not in metropolitan areas because you can't afford to do this. The majority of people who paid off home are even considered, according to this article, low income. I live in Brownsville, Texas, coach. I moved here close to the border and I'm killing it. All right. Lower income families are more likely to have their mortgages paid off. But if they did not have them paid off, they are really feeling the impact, particularly if they have jobs in hospitality or retail industry. Surprisingly, mortgage free living is more common for homeowners who make less than twenty five thousand dollars a year. Twenty five G's like that's not the normies. That's, this is not people that's going to tell them, Coach, what are you talking about? I live in L.A. and I flipped and flipped and flipped. No, sir. Yeah, this is Huntington, West Virginia. Some 54% of low-income Americans have paid off their houses, outpacing the natural national average. Are you ready? The national average of Americans outside of these people that have paid off their houses is under 16%. Or, I mean, sorry, 16%. Uh, wait a minute. 16% less. So it's then that 38 percentages, right? So it's low. It's lower. Although they are less like, oh, here we go. Although they are less likely to own a home overall. <laughs> Shit. So, so their quagmire is if they have a house, they have it paid off. But if they don't have a house, they're not going to own a house at all because they don't make enough money. This is the millennials and Gen Z's. Meanwhile, homeowners with a six-figure salary <laughs> tend to face higher mortgage payments relative to their incomes. Here we go. So now the people who make money, the people who got six-figure incomes, again, this proves that people do then live out, outlive their means, even if they got high dollar amounts. I make 250, coach, but now you live in San Francisco. San Francisco 250, you still struggle, lugga luggling, right? You tight, your budget's tight. And if you buy a home and you make 250, you're going to be tight and you ain't never paying that house off. Almost never paying it off unless you owned it in 1964 okay you just pulling you just dragging that shit and the problem is with this then you're less flexible san francisco may pay high salaries but house prices are more expensive relative to the incomes so a mortgage is harder to pay off guys this is common sense shit but but trust me people are going to argue with me in the comment section they're going to argue with me <laughs> you'll be like what are you talking about no 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 in amarillo Okay. Um, <laughs> so he says, I disagree. Hey, um, now let's get down to the crux of this and I'll read a little bit of this article and then close up. Uh, if you do pay off your house, if you do pay off your house, do you have any payments towards that house? I'll wait. Somebody said, who's arguing? Trust me, they'll be here. Uh, Thriller, they're going to they're gonna be like, what are you talking about? You know nothing. <laughs> I've heard it before. They're going to be here. If you own your house out, you paid it off. I paid off my house. Are there any payments left? You're going to get a reality check if you don't know. If you don't know this. Yes, there is going to be a payment. There's several payments. Number one, there's a debt. There are direct payment called property tax. Sometimes you have to pay them two times a year. Sometimes you can pay them monthly. Just depends. Sometimes you have to pay taxes in your state. Because the county tax, the county gets the property tax. The county owns, gives you access to the land. They gave you ownership of the land, but they really said, well, we kind of own it. We'll give you 
a common interest in the land, meaning you got to pay the property tax. You also have to pay maintenance. You also has to have to pay if you intend to sell this property. You have to do what? Remodel. Now, if you intend on dying in this home, go ahead. Don't remodel shit. Don't put another dollar into the house. Some people like to settle down and be ready to die. You paid it off by 36. You ready to die in the house. That is not likely in a popular city. More than likely, you're going to have to upscale or downscale. Now, let's just say, yes, also insurance in the house, which would be homeowner's insurance, right? You also still have the homeowner's insurance obligation. But I would say people who pay out their houses, they have a significant advantage over people who have to pay mortgage and rent. So if you do own houses, I would suggest that you try to get it paid off because you'll be uh, free and clear of the debt and the accruing interest. So that's a significant advantage for people who don't have to pay rent and mortgage. You are saving a lot of money. But that, but then I would continue to tell you, you need to work as hard to get that money. Anyway, if you do sell the house, you're going to pay. The seller pays most all costs. So if you do sell the house, you're going to lose that money as well. But that's just a reality check. I think somebody says this is a scam at the highest level. Will I call it a scam? No, because people use these words for very free and loose, but I know what you're saying. It's not what people think, right? And you find out when. Do you find out beforehand or do you find out after? You typically find out after what the deal is. Just like marriage, just like crypto, just like the stock market, you end up finding the bullshit after the fact. This is why I tell you, eh, on home ownership for myself. I rather own land. I rather own other shit. I rather own investment properties. And I'll rent where I want to live because, because I want to be flexible to move. If you own a house, you're not flexible to move. People say, I own my house and I'm good. Well, you're going to be there for a long time. What if you get a hustle over here? What if your job moves and relocates? What if you relocate and you want to buy a house in a new place or at least afford rent and your job relocates? Oh, I got to go over here now. Or you get a promotion and you got to move to another town. Well, you still have that mortgage and obligation. You still have to sell that home. You still got to be able to sell that home in enough time to get the money to buy a new home or rent a new home over here. It's really gets tight. It really gets tight. I want to be free and clear and be able to move and drop this shit and go, all right, I'm moving. Take down all the pictures, throw that shit in there and go on. My investment strategy is I want to just be able to, I want to own because it is a blue chip mindset, but I want to be able to go when I want to go. I don't want to be stressing out going to the new place going, damn, I got to set up. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, selling a bad economy, slow sale. People don't want to buy it at the price you want. You have to undersell because you're in an emergency, right? There's, I've seen people get in these situations and not a lot of people talk about it. They talk about what if many times you won't take that job because you don't want to sell your house. I think that's crazy to me. I, 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 I can't see myself ever doing that. Damn, there's a great opportunity here, but I got this house. You see what I mean? But that's the thing. That's the thing. That's all about your taste in life. I want to be able to go. I'm moving to Houston tomorrow. And boom. There I am in Houston tomorrow. <laughs> right? I don't want to go. Oh, I got to put the house up for market. I got to buy the buying a realtor. I got to do this. I got to re I got to paint. I got to I don't want to be able to do that. I want to go boom. That's just different. It's a different mindset. 
And I also know that that's somewhat of a trap. So people that want to say that's the scammy part, I get it. I understand. And this is the things that get people tripped up. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, let me do this. I was going to read that article. but But what I'll do is I'll share this article with you guys. I'll put the link right here. One of the things that they say, and I was going to talk about this, but I got to close up shop within the next 15 minutes. uh, Inequality is inevitable. Oh, also another another thing about holding houses long term. Relying on a single asset isn't smart. This is a thing that you want to talk about here. A house is a single asset. Many times this is most people's only significant investment vehicle. It's their only one. They don't have much more in the market. They got more leverage into their house than they do in any market. And they realize, well, I got I got 250, I got $500,000 in my house. In 20 years, in 20 years, the nice house that you bought is now the bad neighborhood in many instances. This is what a lot of people don't think now. So you move into a new build, a new community. Everything's nice and fresh. They put a park. They put the little, they put everything in there, a new park, a new school, all that shit. In 20 years, people will be moving out of that shit and the the hood people will be moving in or people who bought in that community bought them as investment properties and moved renters in there. And now the renters are in there. You got 60% renters, 40% buyers. Now your property value is going to dip for certain. It's almost a guarantee unless the market is hot. Unless the market is hot. So your good house where you're like, shit, I feel great about this. In 20 years, this will be the rec community or it will be just middle class. It will just be like, it's all right. Now, the people who are looking to buy houses in 20 years, they're going to come to your house. Then they're going to go to the new builds <laughs> in another community. They're going to see RVs parked in the driveway, motorcycles on lawns. They're going to see ninjas running up and down the street, shooting, breaking in there. They're going to see the trap house. They're going to see the school run down. The school's going to be old and outdated. And the new families, the new suburban people, they ain't going to be like, no. They're going to be like, I don't want that house. That happens a lot in many municipalities. All right. So you got to also uh, estimate that. You got to factor that in. You're, you're, if you stay in a house long term, it's nice. Now, in 20 years, 25 years, not so much anymore. It's not the prime real estate. Yeah, people selling weight weight set up in the front yard with the bench, all right? With the weights, would you have to fill up with water? Okay, so that happens too. And people that live in houses long-term, they don't factor that in. And then all of a sudden, when they go to sell and they look around and people come to your neighborhood and like, okay, this house has character and shit, you know, but my next door neighbor, the Adams family lived next door. Yeah, Debo lived next door. He got ger- he got uh German shepherds and Rottweilers and pit bulls. <laughs> Soon as I pull up to look at the house, if I'm selling that house, I go to Debo's house. Okay, you put your pit bulls away. Somebody's coming to view the house. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got electrical wires running all the way. You know the housing, those wires that now wires are built in the ground, so that you don't look like the damn Back to Future alternative world when it comes back listen to the electricity going over my head Mm. yep your neighbor don't cut the grass or you bought a house with no HOA because you didn't want to pay the HOA well there's a problem with no HOA there's an advantage and a disadvantage if you don't have an HOA 
The neighbors don't have to keep up their house. They can keep the lawn how they want to keep it. They can keep, they can grow the weeds. They can do whatever the hell they want to the house. That's the, that's the impact of the HOA because the HOA keeps everybody in the situation where it's time to sell. Your neighbors don't look like the Adams family and the monsters, right? They have to follow the rules or they'll get penalized enough. It's, 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 it's a look, there's arguments for and against. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, anyway, yeah, they got weeds and yeah, they got the weeds growing in there. They got the bando house. They got the person that just abandoned the shit. So yeah, you guys got to watch out with it. It's not an exact science. Anybody that says all you have to do related to real estate, they're swindling you. Anybody that says it worked for me, it should work. It can work for you. But you live in two different areas. It's not true. Any boomer that tells Gen Z and millennial people to just go buy a house when when for boomers, the percentage of a uh, their mortgage payment was was uh, uh, 16 percent of their income for a millennial or a Gen Z is going to be 60 percent. Of their income going into that mortgage and house and then ask that boomer is their house paid off that they're so bragging about they lived in it for 30 years and they still ain't paid that damn thing off. And ask them, let them see their mortgage statement. They still got, they still got an adjustable rate on that freaking house for 30 years. Do not be surprised. I know people like that. They ain't paid that house off in 30 years. They still in debt to that house. And here's the last trap, the reverse mortgage. So as you age, your income decreases. As you age, the in your income may decrease. As a result, you might fall out of being able to afford that house if you bought the house later on in your life. This is if you're in your 40s. Think about this. You take a 30-year mortgage. That means you're 75 by the time you pay it off. With that being said, is your income going to be as high as it is when you're 45, when you're 75? Probably not. So what you're going to do then is reverse mortgage the house back to the bank, and that's going to be a fat L. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of shit that you better learn about this. And I've done my research and due diligence. I've done my business. I've seen people win. I've seen people win. And I've seen people get foreclosed on and kicked out, bounced. I've seen people put monies 10 years, 12 years into properties and came out with zero and a negative credit rating and a foreclosure on a, and a bankruptcy and a divorce. Come on. Come on. I've seen people pass up opportunities of a lifetime to keep their house. Shit. You better do your damn research on this one. It ain't just easy. Anybody that says this is easy and it's a slam dunk, they lying to you. There's a lot that goes into this. Okay. <laughs> and your parents, another thing you'll find out is your parents are going to be in these dire straits. They're going to be 60, 70. They're going to be declining in their income. They'll have what you call the fixed income. And then they'll run into financial problems and they'll reverse mortgage their house. And then you'll find out and you'll be like, wait a minute. You're supposed to be getting it in the will. You're supposed to be getting this. You, you counted on this. Okay. When y'all did, I'm going to get the house. Oh no, you're not. They reverse mortgaged it because they got in over their head. And you're going to be like, wait a minute, what, look it up. I've seen people that happen too. They thought they were going to get their parents' house in Madison, Wisconsin, and they're not. <laughs> they ain't getting it. And they thought they was going to get it when their parents died and sold it. No, they're not. And yes, then they took out a second mortgage. Yes, they did. This is why people don't pay off their houses. 
because they get into a financial crisis. This is nothing to be ashamed of. We all do it. And then they get into a financial crisis. They get desperate, take out a second mortgage, $30,000 to pay off credit cards. Then they go and spend. They do something stupid. And then, boom, now they're screwed. Now they're screwed. Guys, listen, listen. listen. I know people thought I was going to be dumb and ignorant and without knowledge on this one. You don't have to agree with everything. But you guys got to think these things through before you get involved. And then many times you will choose to not get involved. You will go, oh, it's better to rent. And sometimes, yes, it's better to rent. Boomer said renting is throw away money, throwing away money. Dave Ramsey says renting is throw away, throwing away money. Many times you could save money, <laughs> right? But you have to do things the right way as well. Now, like, you can prevent losing money by renting. You can prevent losing your ass by renting. All right, so anyway, I got to do what? I got to get to these super chats and then I got to close up shop. Hey, we got, uh, oh, we got, uh, what do we got here? Big Doe Butter, he says, trust no one 100. Everyone has a past and a hidden agenda. Everyone does. It's barbecue in It's there. barbecue in there. Crypto Keeper says, no need uh, for notice. I got it. He says, I know I would be a horrible renter because I'm a classist. And he says, and I don't want to get into mixed in with straggles. I am judgmental and don't have sympathy. So if you do, do not like to be a renter. Yes. Um, if you're a renter, you're going to be in with straggles. Eventually, not initially, but you don't get to control. Like your neighborhood is going to be in flux. So you rent a place and then next door, your renter move, the other renter moves. And then next door in about two weeks, straggle moves next door or trash moves next door. And now you're stuck. That That is the negative of renting. You can't control it. But that also happens if they sell the house as well. Speaking my mind says make money, stack it and keep your damn mouth shut. Yes, indeed. Oh, we got Janzel says, I'm a residential architect in a booming Tampa market, and CGA is speaking 100% facts. The husband always caves in to the emotional wife who wants a bigger house, and thus his original budget goes way up. I've seen that happen all the time. The budget is 350. She walks into a 350 house and she says, This is trash. What do we do now? Agent says, Oh, I'll show you the 450 and the five. She falls in love. You just went up $150,000 on your budget, and you're going to pay for it, guys. Oh, shit. And she's like, come on, honey, please, 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 please. That's a divorce. That's a divorce. <laughs> or you're just going to be working your fingers to the bone. Andrew says, coach, have you ever done a stream on income guilt and imposter syndrome? He says, I have a bad case of it right now. Income guilt. I haven't. It's a good concept. I think I have. Somebody mentioned it but I can't tell you where to find it, but I might talk about it again when we start doing double money mindsets uh, in here. A lot of people who have a lot of money or good stability tend to hide it. They tend to hide the fact. A lot of people who are financially insecure, meaning they're, uh, they live off credit, tend to show this is not always. It's just a tendency. It's just a tendency. It's not always. This is called ghetto fabulous or whatever you want to call it. But, People that always have to show, like, look, you can show some things. But when they go above and beyond showing what they have financially, many times there's a lot of uh, economic insecurity that they might be hiding. Might be. It's not always. Yeah, house poor is also a thing. House poor is always a thing. You can be poor, but you'll say, hey, at least I got a house that's worth 500 grand. Market downturn. Debt, 
I mean, come on, really. We need to be honest about it. Not everybody who has big, fabulous mansions, houses, and boats and shit, they're not, many of them, they don't, they're not set. Some are, though. Some are, though. Andrew says, Coach, have you, oh, I got that right. Uh, uh, Dots tokens. I'm stuttering. Many houses built in the 60s were built with aluminum wiring, and that needs to be replaced in most cases. So if you do say, I don't want one of these uh, uh, splinter houses, I'm going to go to get an older house. You might be dealing with several things. You might be dealing with old wiring. You might be dealing with asbestos. You might also be dealing with some of these old houses, especially in places like West Los Angeles, where these hipsters move and the young people are like, oh, this is cool. Some of them have historical um, things that you can't do. Um, you can't do any work on them without going through significant red tape through the jurisdictions, right through the Los Angeles County. So you're going to be like, I'm going to remodel this house but it has a historical presence, meaning it's been there for 80 or hundred years. And you can't do there's, You can't have anything in the garage. You can't park. Dude, there's some shit that, yeah, historical landmarkers. I know people that that been affected by that. And then when you go to sell it, you got that, you got that problem. Sometimes that can be great. There's a lot of stuff that goes on with older houses. Uh, sometimes the windows, I mean, oh man, there's a bunch of shit that goes on. Historical with bars in the windows. <laughs> yeah, because it's in a tough community, but it's an old historical house. That's West Los Angeles to a T. West LA is that. But all the young hipsters and the millennials want to move to West LA. And by the way, the houses are expensive. And then you buy it, it's a historical marker. So you can't modify it. Or if you modify it, you got to go through significant red tape and bureaucracy. It's crazy. And it has asbestos, aluminum wire. The wiring is not up to date. You got to rip the wiring. Oh, boy. You get a reality check. And you better have somebody do the inspection. Do the inspection. <laughs> all right. And, uh, yeah, you're going to be dealing with pests and moles and all that shit. Bats from, from the 1930s. Yeah, you get a sanction if you do anything and you touch that house without notifying the people in the county because their county records say this house is like this. And then if you modify it and then you go to sell it and it's different from that, yeah, you're going to get a bill. <laughs> All right. Uh, where are we at? Das Token says many house. Oh, I got you already. Yes, we're giving you the real, but don't let me scare you. Sometimes the wood is bad. Sometimes the wood is bad too. Somebody says worms in the wood. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. You need you need to you need to do all of this stuff, man. You need to do all of this stuff. Did I get everybody on there? Okay, let me check Venmo. Let me check Venmo. Uh and, and what you want to do is if you're a male, I, I know mostly males are listening to me. If you have a marriage, if you have a wife and you're going through the home buying process, you need to think about this and don't tell your wife unless your wife brings it up. But you need to control that part of the home buying process if you are. Because if you leave it up to her, she's just going to pick it out because the kitchen layout is good and she ain't going to cook shit in that kitchen. Mm. Oh, this kitchen layout is perfect. That's the only thing that swung the deal. This kitchen is nice and open and the backsplash. That's all she's thinking. Home and garden TV shit. So you got to think about the other shit. You got to think about everything else other than the backsplash and the damn kitchen with the damn commode and the damn pedestal sink you know what i mean you gotta start thinking like a man in here because this is what gets people this is what gets you caught 
This is what gets you divorced. This is what gets you bankrupt. This is what gets you. All right, last one. Henry Resilient, I live in a historical home and the city threatened to sue me. Wow. Uh, for removing my slat roof for asphalt. I had to go to a sitting hit city hearing. Is there a PayPal? Thank you, brother. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? I just, Henry Brazilian, uh, guys, people are going to prove my point. I see the PayPal. Henry Brazilian just showed you. He lives in a historical house, and he, he replaced the roof without the city's permission. City sued him. He had to go to a hearing. Got it. Shit happens all the time. Your neighbors, you might have to sue your neighbor. They cut down your tree. Oh, the tree putting sap on my BMW uh, paint. Well, it's on my side of the property. They come cut down the leaves on their side of the tree. That's just an example of what can happen. But it happens. It happens. He said, that's their house. Yep. And you don't get to do anything. Uh, that's what you have to worry about when you move into historical houses, downtowns, old houses, old brick and mortar, Pasadena, uh, Portland, Oregon. These are these are these houses. Yeah, they don't play with historical houses. And a lot of you guys don't know what a historical house is. You got some information for me. All right. No government name. Don't forget about the wife wanting vacations every five years. What? Five? Every year, he says, and taking cash out refis to finance them. I know a man who got three refis, and he had his house for 40 years, and he's still paying. Wake up. Wake up. These are realities. Does this happen to everybody? No. Again, again, these sometimes people can get off, and they can flip, 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 and they can get their house and upgrade and downgrade and downsize and upsize and they get it doing good and they come out free and clear and they made money. They made money. But this guy, example, right there, 40 years, three cash out refis, wasted the money, paid off the credit card. That she, and this is a real deal, Holyfield. He said every five years, vacation every two or three years. So this is what... um you're going to do it when you're young and you're dealing with marriage. Oh, just get the bigger, better house. Oh, it'll just be all right. Just the McMansion. Oh, I'm going to do you get the McMansion. What happens is then you also you also got to get what the SUV. You also got to get the boat and the jet skis. You also got to go on vacation when all the neighbors, her family, wise friends go on vacation. You got to get the private school tuition. Hmm? You don't see that coming, do you? Oh, the public schools around here suck. How about we go to the private school? Jane, Jane and Sam take their kid to the private school. What what that cost? 30 grand a year. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, they put a pool in their backyard. Why don't we dig a hole and put a pool in? All right. Now you're putting in the pool. Now you're getting a new lease car. Now you're getting a boat. Now you're going on vacation. Now you got boy, it adds up quick. Somebody said, damn, coach, talking about my life. Early in the military. Oh, boy. Oh, they got the personal trainer, and they go to that yoga studio, and they, oh, shit. You're going to be at work forever. You ain't never going to be at home. And then that's where the, you never come home. You work too much. Can't you take a day off? Why are you taking that work call? Or she's going to have to go get a job. She's going to have to go get a job, which is going to open you up to a lot of shit. Now she meets her work husband. Now she gossiping. Now she ain't home as much. Now you got your kids in daycare. Now you got, oh, shit. Now she's telling you to come home early from work to take your son to basketball practice. Uh, Kevin says, not sure if you mentioned I had to drop off for a meeting. He says, don't forget, most normies have to work two. There it is. Most normies have to, nor most normies have to work two and three jobs 
to pay the mortgage because they thought it would be cheaper than renting. I sent you a video on your locals of a woman that that experienced this. This is going to happen to a lot of Americans. Some not in Tupelo, no. But many Americans go, they get into this and they, they stay quiet as kept. They stay quiet. They don't tell you this stuff. Again, uh, homeowners are liars. Buyers are liars. They tend to tell you everything's great and glamorous and it's not. It's It's not. If you got their credit report, if you got what's going on, they are going into some shit. Hey, Kirby says, got busy at my job. We'll catch the replay. Blue chip mindset in the building. This is what we do here. And people do not want you to know this information. This is renegade information. All right. Tay says, this is Tay. Shout out from the South. Keep preaching. Never, ever tell you. No, he says, never let anybody tell you that we only talk about women here. Hey, I appreciate all of the contributions in the building here. Make your best life out here develop your strategy for your own what works for one doesn't mean it's going to work for you there's no such thing as this is an easy oh it's a slam dunk all you have to do and you could do and you can never listen to that always say what's best for personal me why did it work for them and will that apply for me it may not they want want to live in el paso texas their whole life you might not want to you're just there in el paso for a short stop Buying would be buying would be a mistake for you and a genius plan for them. Right. But anyway, at the end of the day, everybody, your rent's due, motherfucker. Everybody's rent is always due. Shout out to the coach gang. We're going to be back in here tonight. Rosalinda is at my door. Appreciate y'all brothers in here. And shout out to the comment section of the people who I said, I don't know what I'm talking about. 360 payments. Check it out. We out of here. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. And if he loves you, he's going to understand it. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing.